Hello everyone, this is Greg from the future. The following episode was recorded before the passing of Kevin Conroy, the iconic voice of Batman. Hello everyone, this is Greg, your host of Goddamn GameCube, and this is Season 4. Follow Goddamn GameCube on social for updates on the show, and subscribe to us on YouTube for bonus video content. Thank you, and enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Goddamn GameCube. Greg and Riley are your hosts today once again, and today we are going to be talking about the Batman Arkham series, uh, and a small tidbit before we start that I find interesting. Um, so my knowledge of like superheroes and comic books and those universes is actually very limited. So something you'll notice like throughout these episodes is every villain and every twist is very new to me. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, as a contrast, my co-host Riley um, knows, he has a, a I would say, a, a vast amount of knowledge <laughs> about these universes and about where these games come from. I don't know about vast, but Well, I we'll would say see. more than me. Okay. So I think maybe an audience perspective that maybe um, they'll find interesting is, like there's a lot of stuff that would probably come as a surprise to me, like the origins of villains or why they're doing something, but Riley would already know that going into the games sure but for me because i had never seen any of the movies i had never read any of the comics all of the twists are new to me okay so um why don't you start us off there's a lot to discuss i might the um i might ask you uh before we start um please interject because i'm very curious about how you felt about you know such and such a villain or twist or whatever mm -hmm. like please weigh in because i i think that's for someone who doesn't have mm -hmm. as much, um, you know, experience with these characters, I'm curious what you thought of them uh, late in sure, life. Sure, I, I think uh, before we get into the bulk of the episode, the funniest anecdote I could probably come up with, it doesn't have to do with Batman, it has to do with Spider-Man. Okay. So when I was playing like Spider-Man on the PS4, I said, wait, Peter Parker is Spider-Man? Holy shit. Oh, okay. Where, like I had no idea. Yeah. Wait, Doc Ock is bad? <laughs> like I didn't, need, I didn't know that. So pretty, I guess if, sad, if you yeah. have that sort of humorous knowledge going in, why don't we jump right into Batman Arkham here? No, yeah. Um, so we're, we're going to get into Batman. Maybe we'll do a little, uh, um, it's right off the bat. What, what is your experience with Batman before now? Like, like did you, did you see in the movies? Or? Okay, sure, sure. So my experience with Batman um, is I, when did, um, when did the Dark Knight come out in theaters? Uh, 2008. Okay, you'll find this really funny. Yeah. Like, so I went to Batman, um, um, uh, the Dark Knight, and I didn't know it was a Batman movie. Oh, really? Like, we're talking like that. Okay. Like, that's high school for me. People may roll their eyes at that, too, listening to this. Well, it wasn't called Batman. Right, so. exactly. So I didn't know it was a Batman movie until I saw it. Did, did you like it? Yeah. I mean, I had no idea who anyone was. Right, And right. so this would have been high school for me, early high school. Sure. And so the reason why I played this game is probably because I saw that movie. Right. So um, that so my knowledge of Batman only comes from the the uh, the recent movies 08 till now and these games right. that's it yeah 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 so um i so uh this is going back to blockbuster times ooh okay where um so the the old movies i saw as a kid um and i, I liked them a lot and i slowly sort of caught up on the comic lore and stuff i wasn't an avid like comic reader but i found like the batman universe pretty compelling mm -hmm. like like more so than others um and yeah, this game came out in 2009 mm -hmm. and it uh, <laughs> it's it came out uh, a month maybe before I started college. So this was um, a game that I started living um, in New York and then finished 
uh, living up here at college. Mm-hmm. And it was, so it was, that was kind of one of a very uh, in my life yeah, uh, kind of game. Moments that, in your life games. Uh, yeah, I should clarify the first game, Batman Arkham Asylum. We're going to get into it. Uh, we've got a lot to say about these games. Um, uh, it is a third person Batman action adventure game uh, developed by Rocksteady Studios and published by Warner Bros. Interactive. Uh, a lot of design came from Zelda and Metroid. Uh, Batman becomes trapped on Arkham Island after a routine arrest of his arch nemesis, the Joker, turns into a mass breakout. Arkham Asylum is uh, its on this little island uh, separated from Gotham City. Um, it's a very self-contained setting, which I like a lot about it. Um, it was written by Paul Dini, who created the incredibly popular Batman animated series. Um, and what I thought was interesting and maybe something I would have, uh, liked them, uh, to do differently is they limited the amount of plotting and character motivation he provided. So they kind of cut down on, you know, maybe what they felt was excessive dialogue or backstory. Um, in terms of, uh, connections here to the animated series, you also have, um, very prominent voice talent, uh, Kevin Conroy as Batman Mark Hamill as the Joker. You may also know him as Luke Skywalker. Um, and Arlene Sorkin as Harley Quinn. Um, and they, what they spoke about was how it was a very different experience for them, uh, Kevin Conroy in particular, because uh, in the animated show, they typically um, did things together, almost as like a radio play, whereas this was all like separate in the booth. As we've learned, a lot of video game voice acting is done solo. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, in terms of that, I, I wanted to ask you right off the bat how you felt about the acting for Batman and Joker in particular. They're awesome. Yeah. Right. They're I, really good. Yeah. It's it's almost it's one of these things where if I were to go back to that early high school for me. Yeah. Um, I had no expectation of superhero movies or video games at all. Yeah. We're also we're kind of going back to the era where you would get made fun of for liking that stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, like yeah. it's not we're it's 2022. We're now cool kids like Batman <laughs> and shit. It's really weird. Yeah, but I mean no, they're they're the. Perf- I think I asked you last last night when we were um, talking Batman. I said, wasn't this wasn't the Joker Mark Hamill? Yeah, I was like that's a huge name. Yeah. Especially for like you look at if you think like 2008 when maybe Star Wars wasn't doing so hot. Yeah. Um. And also, you know, I didn't, I wasn't familiar with the Batman voice actor at all. Right. I was like, oh, he's he's awesome. Like, who is he, this? Yeah. He's very um, I maybe my favorite actor to ever play Batman because he's he's uh, he's played him since 1991 for mm-hmm. the animated yep. stuff, and he has a very sort of stern but not like mean voice. Would you say stoic? Stoic. Um. He's, you know, he he doesn't generally. He, he has occasional soft side moments, but he doesn't he doesn't really open up that much. Whereas Mark Hamill as the Joker is a very kind of playful, um, occasionally sinister, but he's mostly like very funny. Um, yeah, uh-huh. a lot of a lot of good genuine jokes as he as he should have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the most serious superhero on the planet, Batman. I right? yeah, and, and I as a kid, I couldn't reconcile that it was the same guy that was Luke Skywalker. Like it's, right? it doesn't sound yeah. like him at all. Um, something I a very quick in when we're getting into voice acting here, uh, they're obviously great whenever they show up. But something I didn't feel held up well at all was that you collect some interview tapes. Um, with the patients, yeah, and I found these like very tonally stupid, yeah, where mm-hmm. you are um, hearing 
the doctors uh, record their interviews with their patients, who are the other super villains. And it's basically it always comes down to this guy is really crazy, and it's yeah. like like, and mm-hmm. they turns into a violent outburst or something. Yeah, sure. I didn't like that really. Um, but in terms of uh, the look, uh, I do really like how in all of these games, Batman's cape and armor uh, deteriorate over the course of the game. Yep. It um, it's just a small little detail, you know, diegetic as we as we say. Um, where you know the, the wear and tear is visibly showing yep, on the sure. character model, and it's not repairable. It's it's almost showing you progress through the game in a way. Yes. Yep. Yeah, you can kind of tell where you are based mm-hmm. on that. Um, for these first two or technically three games, I'm kind of not in love with the character design of a lot of the like uh, human, uh, the random human characters. They feel kind of Gears of War to me, <laughs> like big, yeah. like Commissioner Gordon is like super jacked in this. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, that's not Commissioner Gordon to me. I um, you know what? We're kind of. I feel like well, you might have more knowledge on this than me. But I feel like in these Batman games, it's very obvious who the main character superheroes are and who the real who who the regular people are. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah, like exactly. maybe maybe it's too overstated. Maybe right? yeah, trying to draw the comparison. Yeah. But it's it's they're kind of like bulky and weird to me. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's kind of that era. Um. Uh. So each location in the asylum was also designed to feel unique. For me, I don't know how well I feel this was achieved. Do you have uh, any particular strong feelings towards the asylum uh, buildings and stuff? Um, I think when you're initially introduced to it, it looks really cool. Yeah. Right? Where it, I, you know what I didn't expect when I played this game? I didn't expect it to be like a, almost like a, what's the word for this? It's like an estate. Yes. It's like a grounds. Yeah. It, it's it's not that really they converted. Like, like yeah, into. it's kind of it's not really just like jail creepy all the time. There is kind of like this like grand sort of atmosphere to where you're walking there's like around. a history yeah sure to it yeah i do like that because there is like a, a principal mansion that you go in at one point yeah, there's uh-huh. a prison a couple different uh, locations um I, I like the ui in this more than any of the other ones yeah um, sure. it is very kind of comic booky there's like bats that appear across the screen mm-hmm. like little decals i like i like it a lot mm-hmm. um there's less clicking. Uh, there's less like uh, pausing and clicking and, and and tracking stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's very very simple uh, in a good way. Um, notably about this series, we were talking a little last night about how you have game over screens mm-hmm. where um, the villain of wh- whatever your uh, mission you're you're on, whichever villain you're the most uh, close to at the time, will mock you or you know you'll have. Then there's a couple different ones. Mm-hmm. So I do. That's a very unique thing that you don't really get. You too don't much see anymore. that very often in games, or where the game over screen is like um, is is specific to like where you are and what you're doing. There's a little cinematic. Yeah, it's yeah. I thought it was. It's like very cute and also like makes you like embarrassed that you fucked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's- <laughs> and, and they're they're usually besides that one that we were experiencing last night. Um, <laughs> they're usually like two three seconds long, so yeah. they're not annoying. It's almost like they're just like making fun of you. Yeah, it's interesting. Um. So uh, this is kind of a aesthetic bleeding into mechanic thing here, but I wanted to address uh, detective mode, and I wanted to ask you, hero or menace? What do you What do you think? Was is this good or is this shit? What are you? Th- are you talking? What do I think of detective mode in general? Yeah. So this is hard. Pros and cons. Because we're encountering an era of games where games are holding your hand too much. Yeah. And I feel like people saw detective mode and they're like, oh, we got to put it in every game. Right. Oh, yeah. Here's like, here's a quote unquote vision where you can see stuff. They do it in the Shadow of Mordor thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. They do it in a lot of games now. Um, 
I actually well, here's the thing. I think in universe, detective mode makes sense for Batman, right? Yeah. It's, then again, fans of Batman might be booing me right now. I don't really know. No, I think but it's totally. Fine. I think because like if you are in theory a detective. And if you you have a bunch of gadgets and stuff, it's you pretty use, much like X-ray vision. Yeah, it makes sense that he you could use some sort of sonar X-ray vision to see things and highlight stuff. Right. It makes more sense than other games. Um, yeah. Uh, for me, I think what I would have done differently about its execution in this game, because basically what it does is it it highlights like enemy skeletons like where they are they armed yeah um where certain uh key items are and stuff and you're almost kind of playing the entire game like that like if yeah. you're like trying to avoid uh dangerous enemies or whatever or looking for clues um and i think what i would have maybe done differently is have it just be like a context sensitive thing where it's like oh i'm in like a crime zone and then like, you're looking for clues to, to solve a puzzle or, or let something. me hit you with this. What if you had to equip it and you had to look at an enemy to see the stats like you almost like you, you have to go into a first person Metal Gear thing. Yeah. yeah. Cause there's some of that in this game too. Yeah, sure. So, um, as we're getting into, uh, more mechanical stuff here, I wanted to ask you to reiterate your comment about the controls that you had last night and the way that Batman uh, runs and jumps versus uh, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. So, okay. Um, I do want to, I'm going to answer your question. I do want to say the thing about Batman Arkham, the series in general, it was incredibly influential when it came to certain aspects of combat and traversal. Yeah. A lot of games copied this. Right. So like, I do want to make sure our audience know that we um, Rocksteady, maybe for, I don't, I don't want to say for better or worse. It's kind of understated how influential they are as a developer for the one game they made. Yeah. Right. But to answer your question, um, in Assassin's Creed, if you hold the right trigger, you will jog and you will always parkour. Right. Um, but in Batman, holding A runs and holding right trigger sneaks and you can't do a jump out of a sneak and it can be a little clunky yeah i almost preferred assassin's creed's one button i can't believe I, i'm preferring assassin's creed anything well the interesting thing about assassin's creed and i, I can't yeah, we, something you never thought you'd say yeah well i mean like we we both like the first game it's yeah. let's put it on the record um that what it does is when you hold uh right trigger it changes the definition of each of the buttons yes and that, i think that gives you a way more versatility yep of course um so that would have been maybe better yeah I but think, there, as far as i remember though there is no sneaking in assassin's creed right of course and i think with batman what ha- i think i made this comment last night when you're not punching or gliding or doing something running around feels a little weird and and i don't know if that's <laughs> yes. on purpose because you're so bulky as a dude you got a lot of equipment um yeah, I I, I kind of go hot and cold on how bulky Batman should be. Right, sure. Um, but it it is does feel a little unnatural. Um, it's kind of funny just flopping around. Um, I wanted to uh, get further into the stealth. That's a yeah. big part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of it's so interesting that this game has so many different facets. Where it's you're you're getting your combat, you're getting stealth, you're getting puzzle solving. You're kind of um, addressing all different aspects of gameplay, and I like that a lot. But when it comes to the stealth, um, so you have the sneaking around, uh, you have the vents that you can hide in, um, you can grapple up to gargoyles and yeah. hang down and, and uh, grab people and suspend them. And um, something interesting else about that is the uh, panicking enemies kind of thing. Yep. Where they will uh, behave more erratically, like the more 
other of their friends you take down. Sure. And depending on how you take them out, if they discover them or not, if you do something loudly or not. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, combat in particular, uh, it was very influential, as you mentioned, the, like the whole free flow uh, fighting it's style. A good, yeah, yeah, I'm glad you used the word. That's kind of what they call That's it. That's what right? they call it. Um, wherein your principal moves are, are like a strike, a counter, and a stun. Um, you have some upgradable moves, like there's like a throw and a takedown, stuff like that. They iterate more as the series goes on. Um, they reward you with a little bit more XP if you do some successful variations. It's like a devil may cry kind of like combo, combo thing. thing. Yeah. Um, you can also uh, utilize your your gadgets uh, to, to help out with enemies. You have the Batarang, which is the iconic Batman thing. Yep. Um, there's a remote control one, which sees a little bit more utility later in, in the series. Solving, yep. Um, you have the explosive gel, which is a, you know, uh, you can use it to, uh, sabotage enemies or break through walls, that kind of thing. The bat claw, which is like the kind of, uh, the hook shot, I guess. Yep. Um, the line launcher, which is the, uh, you repel across gaps and the, uh, the sequencer, which is the the hacking tool, yep, the hacking tool, and uh, it's great because they they dole these out to you very sporadically as the game goes on. It kind of gives you a little bit more utility. Mm-hmm. Maybe go back to old areas. That's like, kind of the Metroidvania aspect exactly. of this. You're given new new essentially quote unquote new powers, new ways to traverse. Yes. Um, and uh, lastly, but certainly not leastly, there is a side quest in this game involving the character the Riddler, and uh, it is. Definitely by far my least favorite aspect of these games. Um, I don't like collect-a-thon stuff at all. Um, you and it, I are in agreement It here. feels very just kind of divorced from the central experience, mm-hmm. despite how much um, kind of implementation there is with um, the gadgets and stuff. I, mm-hmm. You know, it, it is a good opportunity to show off some of the tools in your arsenal. Um, I like especially... Um, when you have to solve the riddles, I think those are kind of cool yeah. where it's like, what is blah, blah, blah. That's, that's a classic Batman thing. Sure. You know, but you I to... don't believe you actually encounter the Riddler in the first game though, right? Physically? You don't. You no, don't. he's, he's yeah. just over the radio. Yep. Um, so before we move on into the story here uh, and level design, all that stuff, um, I wanted to ask you, do you think this series in general would have benefited from a Zelda or Souls-like lock-on system? Yes. Um, <laughs> so I think um, this combat is definitely functional. And then I should say it's incredibly influential. Yeah. And the freeform system is really good. Yeah. And it influenced so many games, even games like Sleeping Dogs, etc. Yeah. Um, the the reason why I would prefer a lock-on system and when you there's there's a way to almost quick fire your gadgets in combat. Yeah. But unless you are physically facing an enemy, it will just pushing fi- the stick towards them. It, yeah, it'll just kind of fire off in a direction. Right. And Ghost of Tsushima had this problem okay. where there's almost like uh so Arkham uh, the Arkham series and Ghost of Tsushima do like an implied lock on. Yeah. Where if you are facing them with the control stick tilted towards them, Batman will go to we'll them. Leap towards them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it does it's not always reliable. Right. It's one of these things where you'll get used to it it functions it's fine but if i could you know click target someone to shoot something at them quickly i'd prefer it right and i think that is as the series goes on um you they start throwing a little bit more enemy variety at you yeah and it becomes very important which move you use on them and if you have sort of an unreliable lock-on i mm-hmm. guess that that becomes uh, a little bit problematic yeah you'd rather be precise rather than i guess um wane it yeah sure um 
So that's that's a, a just kind of an interesting prompt here. Um, as we get into uh, the main uh, bulk of the story, uh, the level design in the asylum, I thought it was notable that it starts off fairly linear mm -hmm. and it gradually kind of opens you up into the grounds and you can tra traverse a little bit more freely mm -hmm. as you become more comfortable with your abilities. Um, and I, something else that is notable about the setting is that they make it clear that the asylum feels like a terrible place. Yeah. And it's like um, the warden is clearly like corrupt and gradually revealed to be insane. And um, I, I don't know, because you, you kind of like associate with like Batman's putting away the bad guys and that's like taken yeah. care of. But you don't think too closely yet. There's a really good um, uh, limited graphic novel with great art called Arkham Asylum where it's a, it's the interior is just a very horrifying place. Mm -hmm. And I thought like to an extent they did portray that pretty well um in this story. So one of the first um villains you encounter in the asylum is uh Bane, and I thought it was uh interesting that his appearance here predates the movie yeah, by a couple right. of years. Yep. And I'm like that's kind of interesting because you Bane was kind of like an underused or underknown villain at the time. Um, he was in uh, everyone's favorite movie, Batman and Robin, which mm -hmm. is the, the cheesy uh, Mr. Freeze one. But Bane did not have like a real like sort of public image before this game. And I yep. thought it was kind of interesting that it was a little bit of a pioneer in that respect. Um, I, I call it like that. He has a pretty fun boss fight uh, where you have to kind of monkey around him and whack his tubes off and stuff. Yep. Yep. That's right. And um, it uh, ends with him getting run over by the Batmobile, which I thought was very <laughs> funny. Um, I did like also, this is, I think, when you get into the Batcave on Arkham Island. Yep, I thought yep. it was really funny that he has just a little remote operation there. Because <laughs> he knows it's going to be bad. Yeah, so it's just, <laughs> just to stay prepared. Yep. Um, so basically, the plot of this game uh, unfolds that uh, one of the asylum's doctors was experimenting on Bane to develop a stronger form of the drug that he uses to because he's Titan. Uh, yes. Yeah. So he's, he's, is a uh, venom and they're uh, changing it into Titan. So if you're not familiar with the character Bane, he sort of like pumps himself up into like a, a strong man, like an absurdly muscular guy using this drug. So they're using this um, to experiment on inmates yep. um, to make them more resilient to, you know, experiments and stuff like mm -hmm. that, et cetera. Um, what this doctor doesn't realize that the Joker has secretly been funding her research to blackmail her and um, plans to use it for himself. Mm -hmm. So that's why he staged this whole thing with the breakout, the mass breakout. Um, he winds up killing her for double crossing him and uh, it becomes up to you to stop this, this plan from unfolding. Um, so the Titan is being produced by genetically modified plants in the botanical gardens of the asylum which is exacerbated by uh, Joker's girlfriend, Harley Quinn. She frees uh, Poison Ivy. So what is your opinion of Poison Ivy, the character? Um, I, I don't, I, throughout playing the series, like I, I wasn't sure whether she was like your villain or your buddy at right. times. Like you don't really know. And she's kind of like a sexualized character in very, this very universe, much. right? Yeah. Um, so she is, uh, I, I just think it's kind of funny because there's a lot of like kind of more serious stuff in the Batman universe and then you have like this character who talks to plants and can <laughs> sort of control them and stuff. Right, it's a little bit supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. But not like obnoxiously so, mm -hmm. I don't think. Um so you have a uh a, a brief I don't know if you how clearly you remember this, but there's a boss encounter with Harley Quinn in the prison 
where you have like the electrified floors and you have to like run away from them uh, and fight the inmates at the same time. Yeah, that's right. I thought that was a pretty well, successful I, This game encounter. had, you know, s- some really good boss encounters. Maybe probably a strength of the game. Yeah, I um, I, I, I like most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you do have a boss fight with Poison Ivy herself shortly after. You, she, she, it's very Zelda-y mm-hmm. where you have to throw the batterings at her when she's in the giant flower. Yeah, very Zelda-y, right? And put the, the gel on that blows up, etc. Um, something interesting about the prison area is... Um, you remember this part where uh, the warden uh, is bang like he's like I'm trapped. You gotta help me. But if you scan with detective mode, he doesn't have a skeleton. And it's like over the course of the the game, it changes to Gordon and like another character. And this is um, the Batman character Clayface, oh, so okay. he can like change his appearance. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. So, that's right. Um, pretty cool. It's just a little Easter egg mm-hmm. in that part of the game. Um, so a part that uh, is very uh, vividly uh, etched into my memory is the Killer Croc sequence, where you um, you're going down into like the sewer section, and you have to sewer uh, level. Sewer. Careful. Yeah. Well, this is a rare good one. I a think. rare good one. So you basically um, have to go into his lair to find the cure for the Titan, mm-hmm. but you have to um, be somewhat stealthy to not avoid disturbing the water because yep. he's he's gigantic this character yep. giant like crocodile man mm-hmm. and um you wind up having to like run away from him because it's very uh super tense and you, you i think you wind up ambushing him with the yep. gel mm-hmm. that was that was a really successful encounter for me it's pretty tense um before we get into the end game here i needed to of course address the scarecrow encounters yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they're all really cool they're really cool um Something that I notice upon revisiting it is that right before they happen, you can notice colorless gas coming in from vents right. like around you. Yep. So you're getting gassed with this substance that is yep. inducing nightmares, essentially. I believe is the first scarecrow encounter you see other people afflicted with it, right? They're behind glass or something like that. Uh, I believe so. There is a uh, fake out with Gordon uh, uh, being kidnapped and dying. Yes. And yep. you that's what you think it is. And so um, there's another moment where you're walking along a hallway and a, a, a Batman is turned into a young Bruce Wayne. Yep. And you're walking down the alley where his parents were murdered. Yep. This is and, a pretty iconic scene to this game. Oh, yeah. And um, in this, this series in general. And there's a part where you go down into the asylum's morgue and you open up like body bags and it's his parents. Yeah. And then the last one is the scarecrow and he jumps out at you. <laughs> but obviously the most iconic one is uh, you want to talk about the the very Metal Gear uh, esque thing? Um, is uh, when the game crashes? Yes, and yeah. I, it like it makes it appear as though your game is crashing, and it's kind of it's a little fourth wall break where it's inducing fear in you. Sure, and um, it is the screen sort of gets corrupted, and it looks like the game is starting over. But in this situation, the Joker is driving Batman to the asylum instead. And it's uh, it's like instead of, um, you know, there's some button prompts to ki- uh, skip cutscenes instead of like uh, the A button for Xbox or whatever. It's a purple letter J and <laughs> like there is no J button. And um, eventually it winds up um, Joker like shoots Batman in the face and you get a game over screen and it says use the center stick to avoid Joker's gunfire. It's like there is no center, center stick. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you eventually you just have to like hit you know uh, restart from checkpoint or whatever yeah. and you get another scarecrow thing I love these sequences. That was like a very memorable aspect. Scarecrow is probably, you know, me having no knowledge, he's probably the most interesting villain I encountered playing these games. Right. Probably. Did you see the one where, I mean, so he's in a lot of them, but did you see the movie that he features prominently in? It's one of my favorites. It's very cool. No, I didn't. Um, But getting into the end game here, uh, I don't really like this final boss. I think it's kind of a Bioshock problem. It's Well, it's kind of like with Joker's party or whatever. Well, I like that, but the Joker winds up injecting himself with the Titan and becoming a giant monster. So yeah, he becomes whatever the Bioshock boss is. Yeah, yeah. it's very similar, uh, very similar problem because the Joker is not, to me, like a physical villain. No, he's, I don't know what the right, he's almost like a, an evil foil. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He he just takes the abuse that Batman throws at him. <laughs> but you do get some you see your gadgets in this fight. That's kind of cool. Um interesting prompt maybe. How would you have handled a final boss for this game instead or an ending of Oh wow. Uh I you know, is there any you know it's so hard is like is there any other way to end it other than a game that was based on a new combat system to have you just go all out with all your gear? Like sure. do you think there would be any other way to handle this? Other than what I mean, sure, maybe not, not Joker. Not a giant Joker. Maybe not That's a giant all. Joker. <laughs> like I, I mean, it's well, it's not only is it a giant Joker. He's like swarming you with enemies too, right? Yeah, so, and it ends with Batman spraying his knuckles with the explosive gel and knocking him yeah. out. Yeah, which is a cute moment, but it would probably fuck up Batman's arm like pretty well, right? <laughs> so yeah, that's what that's, would you have done differently? What would I have done? I don't know. Maybe make it a different. You have Bane come back or something? Yeah, have him be the big guy. But, yeah. Well, I was going to say, too, do you want a boss battle we didn't touch on that I think is, is kind of funny because it's very reminiscent of a battle in another game? Do you remember, like, the Resident Evil 4 battle where you have to fight the two Titans at once in this game? Yes, and, they and come you, out of the elevator. And you can, like, ride them and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that kind of felt like a weird animated series moment to sure. me. Sure. And, um, yeah, I guess getting into final thoughts on this first game... Um, interestingly enough i wasn't aware of this until recently that the sequel ideas were uh, already being thrown around towards the end of development mm -hmm. and so they hid a um there's a secret room they had to tell people about like under the warden's office and it's like the blueprints for arkham city that's cool so i like that i always like that in a game where they kind of uh, tease you a little bit there um ultimately i'm going to say that this is the tightest game in the series um, handful of rough edges, as we mentioned. Um, do you want to speak about your final thoughts? Maybe give it a grade. Yeah, sure. Of course. Um, I think it, it's, it might be my favorite of the trilogy, which is, I, I don't think that's a hot take. I know a lot of people love city. Um, and the reason why it feels like it feels the most, um, focused where you're in the asylum for, you know, it, it, you're on the asylum grounds the entire time. Your gear is given to you very slowly. Yep. You have a little bit of a Metroidvania drip drip. Mm -hmm. My favorite part about this game was actually the bosses are puzzly. Yeah. Where like, you know, there are, um, and especially because I just, uh, we'll talk about night later in, in the show, but you don't really get that with some of the later entries. Yeah. Where in this game, it's like you've got your gadgets. You have to do either cute stuff or puzzly stuff to defeat bosses. Mm -hmm. And also it, this game feels the most, it, it really does a good job straddling that line because these games have a lot of mechanics in them. Yeah. There's a lot of gadgets. There's a lot of stuff you can do. There's stealth. There's combat. There's puzzle solving. There's a lot in them. Yep. And I think this game has probably, would you call it maybe the most focus? 
because yes. of sort of how it's de- how the how it's designed really because the world yeah. is so small because well, the other ones are more like open world yeah and and you kind of lose the focus when you whenever you do an sure. open world so that's that is something about it that this first game that appeals to me obviously holds a very special place in my heart i might give it like an eight okay i ooh, it's probably a b plus game for me yeah right where i think similar you're in a tough spot where I think the some aspects of the stealth and combat combination are a little clunky. Yeah. But I feel like in later in the franchise it gets too complicated sure. and there's so many buttons. Right. I think it's like a B plus game. Okay. Yeah, I think so. All right. So uh, you want to move on to Arkham City? Yeah, sure. A lot of people's favorite. Yeah. So this was released in 2011. Uh, same team as last time. After the events of Arkham Asylum, uh, the displaced inmates are relocated to the old part of Gotham City which is walled off from uh, the rest of Gotham. Uh, It is fully open world this time. Uh, The new uh, warden, I guess, is a uh, classic villain called Hugo Strange, who is a psychologist who has discovered uh, Batman's true identity. Uh, The Joker is back. Uh, He only has a short time to live due to his poisoning by the Titan formula from the first game. So kind of an interesting premise, interesting way to start out. Um, Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill return. Um, Hamill has a very uh, interesting performance here where he has to kind of portray him as like a sick man. Mm-hmm. Uh, very nuanced, uh, reflects sort of a more desperate Joker uh, in decline. This was uh, semi-famously billed as his last time reprising the role. And I discovered an interview with him where he, he uh, said, look, like George Costanza, I need to recognize a high note and leave on it, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. I totally get. Great part. Um, small uh, little voice ca- casting thing I like here is uh, the Mad Hatter is in this game. Yep. And he is voiced by actor Peter McNichol, who is a very funny guy who has appeared in a lot of like 80s and 90s stuff. He's in uh, Ghostbusters. He's in uh, the Mel Brooks Dracula movie. Uh, a couple other things you might recognize him from. Uh, just a just a small little nod to him there. And his part of the game was very cool. Very cool, absolutely. Yep. Um, I wanted to bring up, because it's not really talked about that much, I like the main theme of this game a lot mm, in like okay. the opening uh, menu and stuff. Um, very, uh, It feels like a very Batman-y piece of music to me. Um, the sound uh, design in general I thought was remarkable in this game. There's a lot of... It clearly put a lot of effort into... You know, when you're bashing enemies around, I watched some uh, uh, video of the Foley artists cracking some celery to break bones and stuff. <laughs> kind of I love those little videos. Yeah, yeah, very creative. Um, speaking of the menu, before we get too far off it, I really don't like the menu UI. It feels very like stock typeface. It almost looks like a mod. Sure. Almost mm-hmm. like it's just like after the first game, I was like, dude, you had it. Like right. it was, that was awesome. Um, you got to find the right things to rehash. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, totally. Um, so I think like, I guess in terms of fidelity, it looks slightly cleaner than Arkham Asylum. Um, I, I feel like this setting is very classic Batman where it's set in the winter. Um, there's a lot of snow and ice everywhere as you fly around, like you get the snowflakes kind of in your face and the camera. Um, the design of the areas in this game feels the most Batman-y to me. Mm-hmm. Um, very uh, gothic uh, Art Nouveau stuff. Um, some hyper-realism, as, as uh, they put it. Um, and they emphasized in this game differentiating the disparate villain's turf. 
um, by using different sort of color uh, yep. coding and um, design choices. And the different turfs are also um, pretty detailed and and, um, and there's a lot to do within them. Like they're pretty, when you're going to the main areas, they're pretty expansive. Yes. Yep. Yeah, totally. Um, and uh, not only that, but we talked uh, a little bit about detective mode. In this game, it was given some handicaps to discourage players from using it constantly. So most notably for me, if you're using it during combat, when you get whacked, your screen like blurs. Sure. And I think yep. that's that's something, yep. you know, at least to, to, to change it up. So um, you you uh, have gone on record. Uh, Asylum is your favorite one. What do you think about the setting here? I maybe like it more than the setting of Arkham Asylum aesthetically. What do you think? Um, it's a good question. I the thing about playing playing Arkham City as late as I did, yeah, is Arkham City is I, I I use this phrase. It's a game of its time. Yeah, where you know, uh, open world games, a lot of games are going in that direction. Yeah. So what's a good direction for Batman? Let's get out into the city and and go fly around. Yeah. Right. But it's not like I mean, as, as it grows, the series grows over time exponentially. But it's it's not throwing you out into the big city. It's sure. like a small subset of a city. Sure, sure, and sure. I like that about it. Sure. I, I think the hardest I think the hardest part for me is someone who doesn't know anything about uh Gotham or the Arkham Frame well, I should say just Gotham and Batman. Yeah. Gotham City, I never it never felt quite lived in enough for me. Right. You know what I mean? Like I don't understand like how these people are living their lives when everything is just a disaster all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't get it. Yeah. So I think I think the animated series is pretty much the gold standard of Gotham for me, where you are seeing how people at least live. It's they're not like generally the focus. Yeah. But sure. you are at least seeing their cross ordinary people are crossing paths yeah. with Batman getting caught up in these adventures and stuff. Mm -hmm. But so this one, um, all the inmates are I guess this is sort of an eminent domain thing where yeah. they seized part of the city. Yep. And so there are no, well, there's a couple civilians that you have to rescue. They're pretty much like political prisoners that you're correct though, that there aren't like there. It's pretty much all like villains, like yeah. thugs walking around yep. and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so in terms of uh, added features, I do like that you start out with a lot of your old gear. Like it doesn't take it away from you. Like some games yep. do. Um, you now have that uh, grapnel boost upgrade and uh, the dive bomb move. And I think that improves the traversal immensely, especially if you're going open world. Um, pretty much you can uh, like fly without limits in yep. this one. You can just kind of glide around. And I like that a lot. Um, a couple new gadgets, uh, the electric charge uh, gun, the uh, disruptor, which you can mess with enemy equipment with. And um, the freeze grenades, you can make little platforms for yourself. Yep, that's like, right. You And you have to make uh, use of those. And uh, a, a lot of these gadgets, there's a heavy like uh, emphasis on puzzle solving with your gadgets in this game yes. in particular. Um, and something else that I like that kind of uh, dovetails into combat is the smoke bombs. Yeah. So you, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a classic Batman thing to disappear in a puff of smoke. But uh, you can use it as almost like an emergency thing. If you get spotted by an enemy with a gun, you can mm -hmm. just do that and get out of the way mm -hmm. um there's a handful of new enemy types uh and combos you can uh use to dispatch them there's like a knife counter now yeah and um a move where you can break a gun apart which so i, li I like that they they added like these are some you know different ways to build your batman sure. if you will mm -hmm. um now you can pick up uh melee weapons you get some bats for your batman yep 
Um, there's uh, the throw counters now. With uh, They throw like a piece of furniture at you. You can throw it back at them. And uh, multi-enemy takedowns. And that's something I did like about it where two guys will sometimes run up at you at once. Yep. And you can take them down at the same time. Um, there are uh, a couple instances. I don't know if, you, if this was in your version of the game with Catwoman. Yeah. Where yep, you yep, have yep. some Catwoman missions. Yep. Um, feels very important to me. Uh, adds a lot of variety to gameplay. She has kind of her own uh, gadgets, like stuff she can throw on the ground. And sure, and you can and climb on ceilings, and you can traverse differently. Yeah, use the whip. Um, yep. you can, yeah, jumping around the building. Also, you know, stuff. as someone who has no knowledge on the franchise, I, I don't... I didn't know who she was other than Halle Berry played her at one point. Right. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know anything. We don't talk about that. Movie. Yeah. Well, so, you know, I wasn't, I, I didn't know that. Is she like a villain? Is she sort of your love interest? Kind of. Yeah. Both? Like kind of both. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is which sort of interesting. So, you know, just so fans know all this stuff is new to me from the game. So yeah. I have no idea. So what did you, I guess, what was, um, did you like Catwoman? Like, did you find Actually, her a successful yeah, character? Because, you know, it's unexpected to me. We're like, oh shoot. Well, who, it, well, Batman is in a, is in it's sort of an I'm screwed situation. Cut to Catwoman, right? And we're gonna go help Batman. I'm like, oh, I didn't expect to play as someone else. Yeah, kind of fun. Um, someone uh, uh, prompted them whether they were considering multiplayer for this mm. one, and they said they would consider it uh, not a very good use of resources. There you go. And I'm like, thank God. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, in, we we uh, we just talked about Dead Space and all that stuff. Um, I think it was very, it must have been very tempting for them to consider, you know, like you know, a, a co-op or, or competitive multiplayer of some kind, and they and they uh, passed on it, which very sure, very mature. Um, I think this game has the best boss fights in the series. Mm, I think okay. they are very very creative uh, overall. We're gonna get into uh, details later. But uh, definitely uh, an aspect that they put a lot of time and thought into. So um, in terms of this game specifically, did you appreciate the additions to combat or did you find that they were overcomplicated? No. uh, So the answer to your question is yes. So I think so in this one, I did um, where I think um, in Arkham Asylum, uh, you got a little bit too much of hang on gargoyle and do thing. Yeah. Uh, the, that was it was very basic where yeah. i think in city you got just enough of being able to use your gadgets in combat some enemies have foils to you doing that yeah right you got just enough expansion where that you should for a sequel right um where we'll talk about this later where i feel like in in arkham's uh night there's too much sure right? there's too much happening so um no yeah i think uh the best additions are definitely the traversal yeah with the gliding and everything like yep, that yep i um i think your mileage may vary when it comes to gadgets in these games um overall i think it plays a little smoother yeah I guess. it does so um let's get right into the story uh f- for me this this game started out with catwoman where she is stealing from two-face yeah um, that's right and you it pretty it starts out with this uh painting i don't know if you remember yeah um and it's kind of it's kind of curious to start the game that way, just just filing it away for later. But you get you start out as Catwoman if you have that uh, DLC or whatever it is mm-hmm. that integrates into the story. Um, so this game, uh, after that, it starts out with Bruce Wayne being arrested um, because he's protesting the creation of Arkham City publicly. Yep. So not as Batman, and I thought that was a kind of an interesting way to start. You start it. off as a dude, and you're just getting shuffled in. You run into some some old uh, some old buddies online. Um, and you eventually kind of break out and get your your Batman suit back. 
So, um, beginning of this game, uh, you're you're wandering around in Arkham City, and uh, Hugo Strange, the the uh, warden, announces Protocol Ten, and you don't know what that is, and it's just kind of you. Ke- he keeps counting down to it over the course of the campaign. Um, very early on, there's this part where you rescue Catwoman from Two Face. That's kind of a fun part, um, and I think you flip back to her pretty soon after, and you run into Poison Ivy again. Yep. And um, there's kind of there, there's a good amount of kind of working people into little cameos in this game, which I liked a lot because they're all there. Um, very early on, Joker infects Batman with his own blood. Yes, uh, which is an interesting plot turn, which creates uh, sort of another ticking clock element for this game. And a plot point that winds up paying off way later is that he also ships his infected blood to various hospitals in Gotham yes. to motivate Batman, because otherwise he would just be like, I don't care, I'll die too. Yeah, you know? of course. So it's, that's something else that, that kind of moves the plot along. Um, there's a, a very early level uh, in a museum that I liked. I thought there was a lot of good puzzle solving there. And this is sort of like the penguins area. And I liked uh, his little boss fight. Did you did you say you had a problem with this, or oh, you, had, you, talking you struggled with it? Are you talking about the um, uh, where you need a certain device to approach him? Yes. So this is funny. I didn't have a problem with it from a gameplay perspective. My game bugged out, oh. where the entire floor disappeared. <laughs> so okay. what's really funny was I was just fighting him on an open plane of sky. That's the, awesome. The game, the entire game, just bugged out. And so when you have to approach him to kind of knock him out, it just I saw nothing other than just shadows and nothing. That's insane. It was really weird. It kind of ruined the moment for I'm not. I'm actually not sure what it was supposed to look like. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I, it was. It's just him standing on a podium. Like, I think shooting so. At you. But to me, I opened the door into just sky. Right. That's about it. Um. What did you think of the uh, Solomon Grundy part? The uh, giant zombie man. Um. <laughs> that boss fight. <laughs> so this is like for me. I. To put it in perspective, yeah. this is a DC character that I am peripherally aware of that is based on folklore. Okay. And it's just one of those things where it's like Marvel. They have Thor, the God of Thunder, even like next to Iron Man. It's one of those things that like makes no sense. And they're just <laughs> trying to like work with it. Sure. I was just curious what you thought about that. I, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> it's just like a zombie guy. I, I don't of, uh, I don't understand like, yeah. why it's here. It's it's uh, I mean probably being faithful to the source material but it's it's a little it felt a little off message oh sure i mean especially for someone like me who knows nothing about the franchise right. i'm like how who are these people right like, yeah what? exactly yeah right penguin is pretty much like you you it's get pretty iconic. you get the idea yeah kind of but, like one uh, of those like danny devito characters yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. um and you wind up rescuing uh, Mr. Freeze and yeah. working with him to create a cure for the the, the uh, illness yeah 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 Right here, I had an odd sort of critique uh, that I didn't remember how the plot progressed at this point. Mm-hmm. And what happens is Penguin has in his museum, he has like a lot of trophies um, and he's keeping people prisoner like behind glass. And one of them is a uh, assassin that you wind up, um, she is, she breaks out and you wind up following her blood trail. I'm like, this is a weird way to get from point A to point yeah, B. Yeah, <laughs> sure. So that was kind of odd, but you wind up following her back to um, the sewers of Arkham yeah. City. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is the part of the game that I like a lot, mm-hmm. where you wind up, um, you find this uh, old sort of World Fair exhibition yes. down underneath, like 
like the city was built up over it. Mm -hmm. And um, you, you, there's like weird robots and stuff. And I, I thought that was this was very unique and not in a bad way. Mm -hmm. um, and you wind up um, meeting up with the uh, the League of Assassins here. So they are kind of an entity in the Batman universe where um, the main guy, Ra's al Ghul, is, um, he was one of Bruce's mentors. Yep. And they, they uh, take a very uh, diff different path from each other because he's more puritanical and he wants to just kill all lawbreakers versus Bruce Wayne, who's, who's uh, lenient on them. So you wind up uh, catching up here because he needs a sample of his blood and you have to kind of con your way back into the league by passing this trial. I was going to say, this is like the blood oath part or something. Yeah, You have to go through these weird um, well, he, platforming segments. He, he drinks like some kind of um, sacred wine or yes, something. And it's almost like a fever dream and or like something. Like a Prince of Persia. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was pretty cool yeah, very And something I didn't expect to do in a Batman game for sure. Right, right. A little bit supernatural. And he is, um, I, I like his boss fight a lot too. Yeah. Where you have to, it's it's just something like a little different for, yep. for a Batman mm -hmm. game. But you wind up getting the blood sample from him. And uh, Mr. Freeze uh, develops an antidote that is stolen uh, by Harley Quinn and seemingly used to cure the Joker. And, and then so Batman still is infected. He doesn't have a um, Sure. I th think about Mr. Freeze. It's another one of those where they're, as someone who doesn't know much about the universe, is Mr. Freeze your ally? Is he a bad guy? Yeah. Like, so this character, I was going to say, um, you're sort of at odds with him at one point. Yeah, you have it's cross like you, purposes. You need him, but you can't. He's and, bad. And um, so I was just curious, what like, did you think he was a cool character, Mr. Freeze? Yeah. Um, he's one of these where he's teetering on supernatural characters, right? And it's like, I didn't understand whether we needed him for a science purpose or he's actually like, a, what I don't want to call him like a freak, but right. I, don't, I don't understand like how he got this way or because, you know, Batman treats everyone in a very stoic sort of man. Like, I know this old villain. He's from, you know, right, right, I've, right. I've experienced you a bunch of times. Yeah. But for me, I'm like, how is this guy? Why? I don't understand his condition. Yeah. So Mr. Freeze is essentially... He is when he's portrayed successfully, he's very like a tragic character, yeah, a tragic villain. Sure. Where he is, um, his wife uh, has some sort of um, fatal disease. Yeah, that is uh, a terminal disease, I should say. Mm -hmm. Where she is going to die in a certain amount of time, and he uh, cryogenically freezes her until he can perfect a cure for her condition. Sure. Okay. So what happens is there's a mishap with the, the cryo stuff. And he he needs to be at a, a sub zero temperature at all times. Yeah. So that's why he wears that suit. Yeah. And but of course because it's like a silly you know this, these these villains are from like the sixties and stuff. Yep, so sure. he can um, he has a freeze gun too. Of right, course. Of course. But yep. his boss fight is awesome. Yeah. So this is this is really cool. Where like the game really tests how many different ways do you know how to stealth kill something? Yes. Where you have to I don't remember how many ways you have to do it to him, but you, it's quite what, a few. six or ten. Yeah. It's quite a few. Where you have to in manipulate the environment and gadgets, and you can only do it once. Yeah, like because he like say you want to attack him through the vents, he will then freeze the vents shut after you successfully yep. attack. You him. have to do like uh, it's got to be half a dozen or more unique moves. He's like that strategy will never work again. And he's, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you have to yeah, you have to really use your imagination. It was a very cool boss fight. I like that a lot. Obviously, you get the better of him. Um, what it winds up happening here is sort of an odd twist of events where. Raish's daughter Talia is a significant character. She's like a former love interest of Bruce as well. 
Um, and she promises the Joker immortality through her father's uh, Lazarus pit in exchange for Batman's life. And at this point, uh, Protocol 10 begins, and you realize that this is just the plot of the Purge movies. <laughs> and even, so this came out before them. Yeah. But essentially what they're trying to do is they have all the former inmates of Arkham Asylum in this city, and they are going to just wipe them out. Yeah. And they just launch this huge, uh, with all their armed guards, the uh, security forces mm-hmm. are planning on just wiping out Arkham City. And um, you might think this is tempting, but there are a lot of innocent people in the city as well. Sure. <laughs> like the political prisoners and There's whatnot. always that push and pull with Batman, though, yeah, right? Of course. You don't want to kill, but God, I really want to. Yes. Yeah. So um, Hugo Strange and Raish are, are obviously, they're working together on this. So he's fulfilling, uh, the, he's kind of Raish's number two, I guess, mm-hmm. in all this. Um, and at this point, Batman is like trapped uh, under the church rubble, I believe. Yeah, that's right. And you have that awesome uh, Catwoman heist sequence mm-hmm. where she has to kind of sneak around these guards and get her gear back. Yep. And there's a kind of a... Did you, I don't know if you did this, but there's an option here whether to uh, help out Batman or leave. Did you, did uh, you do I this I think I elected help Batman, right? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, what happens is if you elect to leave... Um, she says screw him and she she walks off and the credits roll <laughs> and then it rewinds it and that's she's amazing. like no I can't do that yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's amazing I didn't realize you even had a choice yeah it's pretty funny um, but so eventually I think when you regain control of her you uh, you can fight Two-Face again there's a yep. kind of interesting stealth sec- uh, sequence with her yep um, and then a incredibly climactic sequence where Batman has to climb the tower uh, Wonder Tower. Yeah, that's I was, right. I thought this was a very good sequence because it's almost like a Zelda thing almost where you're climbing Ganon's Tower. Similar situation. Um, pretty tough uh, stealth section there. Uh, Hugo Strange is executed here for his failure and he winds up double crossing him and blows up the tower and uh, Raish falls to his death. And I thought it was kind of interesting that it's like at no, you know, real fault of your own that this plan falls apart <laughs> like, <laughs> like batman doesn't really have much agency in this right, moment sure. it's pretty funny um you wind up there's a finale at the uh movie theater which i thought was a pretty interesting choice uh talia has the cure to prevent joker um from healing like so basically you're like hey i saw him cured before how mm-hmm. is he still sickly and um he winds up uh killing her for the cure yep and um what winds up uh, happening is that the healthy Joker you are seeing is the Clayface character. That uh, that's right. They do a little, a little fake out. Yeah. And uh, I love this final boss fight. Yeah. Where you have to. Um, so he, he turns into like this big mud monster. Yes. I remember this. And I thought this was this was more what I would have liked to have seen in the first game. Yeah. Where you have a character that is known for being physical and big yep. and. and uh, you wind up having to freeze him with the freeze grenades. Yes. And you take up her sword. And <laughs> Batman has a sword now and he's cutting them apart. It's and that, awesome. That's the, the, what the sound design I was talking about with the yep. ching, ching, ching. Yep. It's, it's I, so re- cool. I remember one of your messenger messages to me, ka-shing. Right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is he talking about? And then you and then you yep. revisit it, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so the uh, Lazarus pit here is destroyed and the Joker has uh, no chance of survival. He inadvertently destroys his only chance of survival when he attacks Batman. So the the vial falls to the ground 
and uh, explodes. And that's like uh, possibly one of the the I, I shouldn't explain for the audience. The Lazarus Pit is um, tied to this Raish character where he is actually like centuries old, and he will restore his uh, his bodily self to his younger self mm-hmm. through this the use of this pit. And so you essentially you're trying to like prevent him. Batman keeps preventing him. He's like, you live long enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that figures into the plot here at the end. Um, and uh, Batman carries the Joker out. And I th- what I thought was kind of interesting, it echoes that painting from the beginning. Yeah. Where and I'm not sure what the intent was there. Where if they were trying to draw a par- a specific parallel, uh, what that means, I have no idea. But an interesting callback nonetheless. Um, so that's the end of the game. I wanted to briefly mention there's a little epilogue DLC that I played where it's just kind of a fun little romp where Harley Quinn has kind of taken over the Joker's old turf and Batman actually gets captured. So you play as Robin. Yes. And he um, sneaks through and he has like a little um, like a staff that turns into a bulletproof shield. And I, th- I, was, I was like, oh, it's cool. He plays a little differently than Batman yep. or Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I enjoyed that for what it, for what it was. Um, so I have a final thought here mm-hmm. um, about the story in particular. Um, we're going to get into some side quests in a moment. Oh, good. Okay. Um, I think this is the best main story in the series for sure. Yeah. But you kind of have two plot lines that feel semi-coincidental where you have the Joker Cure plot line and you have the Arkham City in general plot line. And sure. for me, they didn't quite dovetail as well as they should have. Yeah. Um, if you were to do it, what would you have changed? Oh, wow. Um, would you, what would you have preferred to see? Because well, I know this do, isn't do, your are favorite. You asked, are you saying like perhaps they bit off too too much? Or like you have the, the city plot line of, you know, this sort of, you're sort of segregating off all thugs and prisoners off to this part of the world. But now Joker is sick and they're trying to handle both at once. Yeah. And I mean, some of that is because so the Joker's influence is receding because he's kind of ailing health. So the other villains mm-hmm. are rising mm-hmm. now. But I feel like the they're they're kind of equally important and they they kind of coincide almost accidentally. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. So I don't know. Do you did you were you satisfied by this story? I mean, I thought the Joker dying was pretty intense. Yeah, well, I, I think the the Joker dying is probably the most impactful because in the Batman universe, like Batman doesn't kill anyone, right? And it, it's almost like he doesn't kill Joker either. But you know, but it was kind of in his hands to help him. Yeah. Should well, he he says at the end, um, "You want to know something funny? I still would have saved you if I could." And and he yeah. said, that is pretty funny. And he dies. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I mean, you know. Interesting quandary for Batman because that's almost like his other half. You know? Yeah, of course. Um, it, it's it's so hard to say because when you have the setup of City, but it's running parallel to the Cure, I'm not. But then that's a tough question. Like, yeah. do you have like maybe initial thoughts that'll like um, maybe get my um, my brain in motion here for what we would have changed? I almost think that maybe. The uh, Joker thing should have been the main story, and then the undercurrent of uh, Arkham City should have maybe been something that you were working towards. Maybe like if you do the other side quests, then you get this finale where you realize the purpose of Arkham City 
and that's how the game truly ends. You know what sure. I mean? Sure. Okay. But so do you think they maybe introduced it too early, but then it's kind of forgot. It's kind of used as a vessel for the Joker plot. Well, once you finish the main, so um, we're obviously going to dovetail into side quests and characters for a moment. Sure. But um, I think once you finish the main story, it 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 feels like it's over. Yeah. Like you're just kind of mopping up at this yeah, point. Yeah. 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 And I I kind of would have preferred like in these open world games that you have you could have like a main Joker story. And then kind of weave in these other side quests and side characters a little yeah. bit better. Um, so I, I wanted to briefly mention they're not uh, prominent characters at all, but I like the uh, the twins that are like they both have one arm and you fight them in a little like almost like a Titan boss yeah. fight themselves. <laughs> they were kind yeah. of fun. They, they reunite at the end. Um, I think that there are a lot of great puzzles in this game. So I 100% of these games. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, there's a lot of great puzzles, but this is definitely the most tedious Riddler side quest of all of them. Yeah. There are 440 objectives. Oh my goodness. Um, the secret maps from Arkham Asylum are replaced by the Riddler informants throughout the city or these guys who are like glowing green. And so they're like different um, members of gangs and stuff that are like secretly doing work for Riddler, hiding his mm -hmm. stuff. I just like I feel like this aspect of these games is like a little too gamey for me. Yeah. Where, you know, and you start how, doing the collectathon. And, and how does he know who's a Riddler informant? Like yeah. it's just it takes the detective work out a little bit too much. Mm -hmm. That green glow thing. Um, but every so often, you know, you complete like 50 riddles or whatever. Uh, you unlock a new um, room where you're rescuing like members of this firefighter team. And I think this is all it should have been in the first place. And I'm going to draw a comparison here where um, Ocarina of Time, you had uh, the Gold Skull Tula quest. Yeah. Where it was you collected them over the course of the game. And then in Majora's Mask, I think it's better because you have the spider houses mm -hmm. where there it's like all the puzzles of that nature and looking for little collectibles are in this contained They're environment. Yeah. And I think that would have been a much, I would have liked that a lot better okay. for Riddler. Um, it was like a Riddler house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. Totally. Um, there is a, uh, I forgot about this uh, until I replayed this game recently. There's a Bane uh, subplot. Yeah. Where yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Um, you uh, detonate, other uh titan containers that have been left over yes and i think it's so it's kind of funny where i think it's kind of a meh plot line overall but it's kind mm -hmm. of funny that he acts like he's doing it for like the better of everyone like we need to destroy this stuff batman and he really just wants to be the strongest guy again <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of a funny motivation um i don't know if you mess how many of these you messed around with but i was just gonna uh rhyme off a couple of the other ones uh victor zaz is um he's a serial killer and he will call you on the phone the payphone and you have to trace his yes, call yeah, yep, yep. like to to um follow him around and he's kind of a minor batman villain he like carves his kills into his skin and stuff but it's nice that he gets his own little subplot um there is a deadshot who is a sniper character and you have to wind up it's almost like disco elysium where you trace the, the uh, uh, trajectory the trajectory yep. of his bullets to track him down um hush was a very interesting character where you find a lot of people who have been killed and their faces have been removed and they have like big bandages all around their heads and stuff and the character of hush is um a uh similar story to bruce wayne 
where his parents were also very affluent and he became jealous of Bruce Wayne. So he killed his parents and becomes kind of the anti yep. uh, Bruce. And what winds up happening in this subplot is that he is using parts of people's faces to reconstruct Bruce Wayne's face. And so you wind up being faced with yourself essentially. Yep. And he winds up getting away at the end of this game. Yep. Um, there is the character Asriel, uh, who yeah. is the uh, he's the red armored guy. He's almost like this. What's the word for him? almost like uh, uh, inquisitiony sort of? Not I'm not I wasn't sure like um, if he's a good guy or not. I, I don't really know. Yeah, but go yeah, ahead. totally. He's yeah. Uh, very very cryptic. You wind up he, so you just see him on sporadic rooftops just yeah. watching you, which I thought was kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I want to figure out because you going encounter on with this him guy. more in the in the later entry. Yes, yeah. um, and so in this one, he winds up he he delivers sort of a, a portentous message of like Gotham will will burn and you yeah. will be tested, etc. And he disappears. Um, and last but not least, I wanted to mention the Mad Hatter. That was uh, probably experience. one of the coolest sequences. Yeah, let's, let, why don't you talk about it? Um, well, this, it's very unexpected. Where I. When I was, because I played Arkham City for the first time within the past year, right? And you know, when you're doing these open world games, I'm always balancing: do I want to quote unquote 100 this? Should I should I do all these side quests? I didn't because ex- I don't know who the Mad Hatter is, right? So I didn't expect to have like this fever dream sequence. Well, incredibly you, you, bizarre. You get tricked into it because yes. you get a message from Alfred that says. Um, oh, we have the cure for the Titan infection. Yes. And you, you wind up drinking it and it's, it's, uh, the tea, the Mad Hatter's tea. Yes. And, um, no, he's, he's an odd character, uh, where he is obsessed with Alice in Wonderland. Yep. And there is a very, very trippy thing where Batman drinks this tea, he passes out and, um, he wakes up with like the rabbit hood on his head. It's very strange looking. And, um, you wind up having to fight off, like, uh, I guess other people he has bewitched. Yes. And um, it's a very cool sequence where you're just on a falling, like, clock. I'm like, dude, this is this, this is out This there. series really goes after some of these, like, fever dream moments or, like, yeah. these sort of uh, hallucinogenic moments. And they're, they're often welcome because yeah. you feel like uh, Batman's internal psyche must be very messed up. So he's sure. conjuring all these And what things. I liked about the Mad Hatter sequence is it's very succinct. Like, yeah, it's very quick. Yeah, it's very quick. Um, and you wind up, he, uh, Batman puts his foot through the Mad Hatter's hat. Yep. And uh, he, he leaves him uh, crying. But it's a very odd because you, it's it's just in the city. It's yeah. just a, um, you wind up opening a door and it's just a door that was previously unopenable. Yep. So I like that about it. Um, so I wanted to ask you, uh, before we get into final thoughts here, did you feel that this type of side questing worked for the Arkham experience? Uh, well, you know, it's mostly no, because mm-hmm. I think, you know, we're, we're running into one of these, I think you had called them pitfalls of open world games, where things, the main plot feels less urgent when there are other things to go pursue. Yeah. Where, you know, if the Joker is dying or you've been injected with a virus, why are we side questing? Exactly. Like, why is this happening? And, you know, like the Mad Hatter was probably one of the better ones or best ones. It was more or less worked into the story. Right. Sure. But when you're encountering all, like, why am I, why am I going off and and encountering all this weird stuff? Isn't there something we got to do? Well, that's on the clock. That's sort of a problem I have is that these are all, I think, I think most of these are are interesting. Yeah, uh, interesting characters yeah. that you experience. 
but it's it's just um very divorced from the central yes narrative um it just feels kind of like an episode of the batman show maybe yeah and um what's odd is that like i feel like a lot of them are better completed after the main story like where yeah. you have time to where batman has time to think about it and clean up things but it feels very empty and another problem i have is that this mad hatter thing you can actually skip and then when you uh finish the story there's no reason for bruce wayne to go after a cure after right he's because already you've been resolved cured. the plot so they should have maybe had an alternate or maybe have it be into forced it. into the plot sure exactly you know i think we're in agreement there so um Getting into final thoughts here, I consider this a very worthwhile 40-hour experience overall, kind of um, obviously less tight than the original, mm -hmm. but I do think it is a substantial and tonally appropriate sequel. Do you want to say a few words? Sure, yeah. Um, so I only... Um, it, Arkham City was one of these games where I picked it up and put it down a couple of times over the past 10 years. Yeah. I just never finished it. So mm -hmm. I chose to do, in preparation you know, for the show, I chose to do a clean run yeah. where I start from the beginning, let's go all the way through. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what happened is playing this game in 2022... It's it's tough to go back to open world games of the 2010s. Yeah, where um, I I just feel constantly distracted by checklists and yeah. side quests. Yeah, where where I feel like the main plot of the cure and the Joker dying is very compelling. Yeah, um, but I'm a little distracted by these open world formulas. And you know, I on the show we have a little bit of a uh, a poor taste for that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, but. I can under it, it's one it's there's also some positive to it too right where combat gets a little bit expanded yeah where um you can do a little bit more in this uh in this environment and you get to let Batman breathe a little bit and glide around and make more use of sort of the Batman universe yeah but you you fall into these pitfalls where it feels it feels not unfocused but you start to go and you start to go that way yeah. yeah and it's a little bit inherent to how sure. the game is built yeah, um, I guess this is maybe a weakness of my scoring system that I would also give this game an 8. Um, I think that's where I'm going with it. I think it is more or less as successful for me as the first one, um, just in different ways. Yeah, I, I was going to say the same thing, where I think the first one I gave like a B plus. Yeah. This game's like a B yeah. for me, right? Yeah. Where it's... I only consider it a little bit lesser than the first one because it has that twinge of being a little unfocused because of how what open world games do to games. Yeah. Um, but I can't tell you that. Well, here's the here's the positive. I really loved all the puzzle solving bosses that comes back. Yeah. The the main sort of hubs or the main I don't want to call them fortresses of the villains. Yeah. They're very expansive. Yeah. Like you know when you have to avoid falling in the water and making ice pits in that one. Um, uh, in the that steel mill, yeah, in stuff, the steel yeah. mill, or you know, you're trying to do that puzzle boss with Mister Freeze, and mm -hmm. I'm not sure if he's a partner of mine or not. It, it, they do make the 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 I guess the the evilness of Gotham City feel lived in, where it makes sense that these guys have territories and why you're working with them. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would give it a similar rating. It's like a B. Yeah, right. I would say so. Sure. Okay. So. Um, oh God. Let's get <laughs> let's get into. Um, I, I want to start off by saying we're going to be primarily discussing Arkham Knight, mm -hmm. um, released in 2015 by the same team. Um, uh, a big asterisk here we have is that 
WB and Rocksteady evidently decided that next gen was the best option for a threequel. Yep. But WB felt that four years was too long a wait between games. So they tasked a team known as WB Montreal with creating a game called Arkham Origins. Okay. And did you play this when it came out? Nope. So I started it when it came out. I didn't, I was like, oh, you know, another Arkham game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, not, I wanted part three, but let's, let's check it out. Um, I encountered so many bugs. Yeah. And it felt very much like a mod uh, almost sure. where, so this game, uh, Arkham Origins takes place uh, on Christmas. And so a lot of it is just Arkham City with Christmas lights. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, come on. Have yeah. a little shame And this here. was released as a mainline entry. Yes. So this was not a DLC So I entry. finally, um, I put it down at the time. I finally picked it back up and finished it. Um, you get a lot of sort of the recycled uh, Arkham City stuff in there because that game sold like gangbusters. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people like this game. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Um this one it felt very much like we need a good quarter like yeah. let's get let's get the cash grab let's in there. get a batman out and what bothers me is that so the thing that we talked so much about is kevin conroy and mark hamill are not voicing batman and joker in this game big problem big problem i don't like the new performances at all troy baker voices the joker that's right this is the one where he's the so joker. the but they build this game as this is before Batman met the Joker and they introduced it as the primary villain is a character called Black Mask. Mm-hmm. And they did a little bait and switch where you start off with that, but the, he takes the Black Mask off and it's the Joker. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, can you just do one game without the Joker? <laughs> right. Now, do you know why they they did not use uh, Mark Hamill and um, the, I'm sorry, the Batman actor? Um, I think this game just needed to make a profit. And maybe they're a little, uh, a little too expensive. Wow. Okay. Because um, these are seasoned. Well, I mean, Mark Hamill, pretty expensive. Well, guy. Troy Baker can't be cheap. No, but at the time, this came out in 2013. Oh, sure. He's just he's at the start of just, his rise. Just the start. Yeah. Sure. So, um, I'm not, I don't want to say he's does a bad job, but in, if this is supposed to be the same universe, it I doesn't don't see work it. out. You get a nice little sequence at one point where you see um, they go back to the uh, Killing Joke comic where you find out Joker's origin story. Mm-hmm. And it's a very nice kind of um, it starts. Uh, it's it's a little trippy. It's It yeah. shows you his uh, relationship with Harley Quinn and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, but overall, I did not like that one. I didn't feel like it was worth discussing at length. Mm-hmm. Um, probably would have given it like a five. Out oh, of 10. Sure. It was very, yep. very unpleasant for me. Um, so we're going to get right into the Ar- actual third one uh, called Arkham Knight. Which I technically finished today. Which <laughs> yes. is funny. So we yeah. stayed up super late. Yep. Um, we, we we watched Greg finish this game. <laughs> um, I helped out a little bit. <laughs> um, so this game, uh, I mentioned Paul Dini. He wrote the first two games, uh, seasoned animated writer, uh, replaced by a veteran DC figurehead called Jeff Johns. And um, I, I definitely like Dini's writing a little bit better. Um, I, though I do think this game has a lot of uh, strong qualities. Um, this takes place nine months after the events of Arkham City. Uh, the villain Scarecrow is back and a new character, air quotes, known as the Arkham Knight, 
uh, launch a terrorist attack and full invasion of Gotham. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gotham is evacuated, uh, leaving only criminals to roam the empty streets. So this is uh, kind of interesting where they finally are letting you out into Gotham City for the first time. Um, I like the design of the city. Uh, I, I don't think it's as Batman-y as the previous one, but I like the design. Um, their their philosophy, I guess, was to make a city that felt out of time. Like it didn't re- like it could have been in the past, could have been sure. uh, yeah. kind of futuristic. Um, and that's what I like about Gotham in general is if you can make it feel like um, a little like that Resident Evil 2 thing where it's a little fantastical, but where, also grounded in realism. Right, where it takes place in the 90s, but you don't want to make that incredibly obvious. Yeah. It could be any time. Yes, exactly. Um, designed uh, to be wider and taller than Arkham City for various reasons, mainly traversal. Uh, but densely packed with side quests and optional content to avoid feeling empty. Sure. Um, and lastly, when it comes to uh, visuals, you finally get some blimps, as I mentioned. That mm-hmm. They feel very intrinsic to the Batman experience because we don't we don't have a lot of blimps these days. What did we say? They were, we, they were just a really bad idea They're by, bad idea, by humanity. Cool. They, yeah, you blimps were a bad idea, but they look cool. Right. Yep. So um, interesting prompt maybe about this game. Did Mm. the lack of civilians in Gotham City bother you at all? Yes. Yeah. I think so. Because um, I'm sure we'll talk all about this. I think I said this to you right off the bat. Arkham Knight tonally feels the coolest out of the ones I played. Right. Um, You know, I don't want to spoil too much because we're going to talk about the opening sequence when you're actually playing as civilians. Yeah. I said, oh, finally. Right. Right. You finally get to have this place feel lived in. I'm in a restaurant of like other people who are not superheroes and supervillains. Yes. I, I, to me, that intro sequence got my attention right off the bat. Right. Um, I don't want to say too much because I'm sure we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Um, But to answer your question, I want it to feel more lived in. Show me real people. Right. So I, um, these games, uh, there's kind of a meme where the, the, a lot of the reviews were like, it really makes you feel like Batman. And yes, it does. But the, um, the problem I have is that none of them really capture um, what you feel in like the movies and the shows and the comic books where there are civilians. Yeah, well, I was also going to say that statement, it makes you feel like Batman, not really because you know you never see his personal side in any of the games not really not a lot. only in really scarecrow sequences little, right? little moments here and there um you don't really have those like moments in the films where batman is bruce wayne and he's talking to alfred they're they're kind of you know having their debriefs one-on-one together you yeah. don't get it at all i mean that is <laughs> I'll, I'll give origins a point that is the only one with the actual bat cave where you right. can talk to alfred sure but um even then you don't really get the the personal side yeah that much mm-hmm. um so that that kind of i felt like maybe a missed opportunity like there are characters that you talk to who are civilians but they're not like wandering around in this city no. or anything um as far as presentation goes i think this is um on pc at least one of the best looking games i've ever played um the uh pc version was notably unplayable at launch yeah um but now uh it has been patched up it looks exceptionally um, photorealistic. And um, I mean, I'd love to show you sometime if yeah, you want to come sure. over. But there's a lot of um, outstanding lighting and um, this it's it's raining uh, perpetually in this game. Yep. And it's like whipping against the camera. And it just looks like real Because this game takes place over the course of one evening. Yes. So. And uh, Halloween, you know, yeah. just like the new movie. Yep. Um, but this so this came out in 2015 and it looks better than a lot of 
yeah. modern games. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine like the amount of effort that must have been. Sure. Well, that. I think tonally and aesthetically, like I said before, it's probably the strongest game in this franchise in right. terms of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Kevin Conroy, of course, returns uh, in his self-described favorite uh, performance, yeah. um, uh, I think, of these games. Uh, he, I, I mean, he puts a lot of sort of gravity into like, this is it. Like, this is the last go around. Yeah. And I like that a lot. Uh, other notable additions include uh, Jonathan Banks as uh, Jim Gordon from Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. <laughs> yeah. Very funny guy. Um, and uh, Scarecrow, I wanted uh, to get your reaction on Mike. He is portrayed by an actor called John Noble. Do you remember who this is? No. Uh, I'll give you a little hint. Can you sing Master Hobbit? <laughs> <laughs> wow. You get you hear it now yeah, like yeah, in yeah. your head? Yeah. So he is Denethor from the Lord of the Rings That's movies. That's awesome. Um, he's great in this very, very suspenseful villain. Uh, I think he's in the show Fringe as well. Um, but yeah, generally strong voice acting across the board here. Um, and something else that I liked about it is that this one versus um, uh, the first one, this is the Lesser Arkham City has some stuff like this too, but there's a lot, a lot of uh, skins available for the Batsuit and the Batmobile from mm-hmm. various uh, like comics and movies. So they mm-hmm. have like the Dark Knight suit, uh, Ben Affleck suit, like uh, Michael Keaton, all that other stuff. I like that variety just yeah. so you know, you can change it up. Um, there are continued improvements to the flight and grapple controls, so it is incredibly fluid, especially when all your stuff is fully upgraded. Um, now there are like the fear takedowns, which are like you can um, ambush people and like sort of kind of um, like the uh, the later Splinter Cell games, where if you want to like auto stealth kill people, you have to do something and, and yeah, you can kill yeah, yeah. a couple of people. Uh, I should say you can take down a couple of people at once. Yes, exactly. Yep. Um, as well as environmental attacks, which I wanted to point out. I think the first time I saw that in a game like this was Sleeping Dogs. Where uh, you like yep. throw a guy into like a fish tank or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. kind of thing. And it's so funny because that game was clearly influenced by Arkham Asylum. Yeah, sure. Um, you have a couple new gadgets this time. Uh, the Disruptor is now like a rifle and you can sabotage uh, guns, equipment. Uh, there's some medic enemies now that will revive uh, incapacitated ones. Yep. So you can use it that you can uh, upgrade it in that way, um, as well as a voice synthesizer, which you can like trick henchmen into like o- obeying like um, the voice of Joker, the voice, or the of, voice of Harley Ar- Quinn, yeah, or yeah, Arkham Knight or whatever. And I like that a lot. Uh, you can kind of trick them into traps or doing stupid things. Um, occasionally you do get these uh, dual combat scenarios. What did you think of this where you can kind of team up with uh, Catwoman, Robin, Nightwing, um, and you can uh, switch between them and do like team combos and oh, stuff. Oh, sure. Did you enjoy I, these moments? Yeah, so I, I definitely enjoyed them. What I think um, it's a little undercooked yeah. because when you switch between characters, there's no difference between like how they Not play. a ton. And like when you do a dual combo move, it, it just changes which character you're using. It, it's yeah. like, I think aesthetically, it's almost, I would use the word, it's cuter more than it is like right. a practical. Well, I, I mean, so they, they do have some different things. So Robin, I mentioned, was Has in the, the previous baton. game. Yep. Um, Nightwing is is notoriously a, a very popular character. He was the original Robin. Yep. So he is like kind of doing his own thing now. And mm-hmm. I love when you, whenever he's in a game, he has those sticks. Yeah. And you go, <laughs> you know, like, I love that. It's It's so good. But um, no, he's a very fun character to play around with. You kind of get into them with like the the side missions and sure. stuff like that. There is a, a kind of an interesting one where 
Catwoman is being held hostage by the Riddler in this one, mm-hmm. and you have to switch between them to fight certain uh, enemies. So she can only take down certain ones. Yep. You can only take down certain ones. Pretty cool. Um, there is a great amount of the uh, militia enemies in this one, which are overall uh, much more versatile than previous groups of thugs or guards. They have a lot of different equipment, and they have the ability to control surveillance drones, which I thought were yeah. kind of an interesting. Mm-hmm. Like they have the, the flying above you. You have to hack them, stuff like that. Something different. Some enemies also have gear that insulates them from detective mode. Mm-hmm. So I like that as well, too, because it's like they're kind of adapting to yeah, and, the Arkham formula. And a bit. some some enemies will foil your detective mode and stop you from being able to use it. Yeah, they can track you down using it. And some enemies will jammer it where you can't use it at all. Yes. Yep. And they, they wind up, um, uh, as it turns out, the Arkham Knight knows a great deal about you. So he knows your tricks and he tells them, blow up the gargoyles. Yep, like So you yep. have some enemies that do that. So you can't. Yep pull your usual this game's this franchise has done a good job of slowly uh putting in uh, i call them foils to your gear yeah the ways to stop you yeah i like that a lot so um we are going to get into a contentious aspect of this game uh called the batmobile so uh there's there's two modes here um there is the pursuit mode which is um you're kind of chasing after people or traversing the world um, you have the classic, you know, afterburner. Um, you have a missile that you can knock uh, cars over with. Um, you can... Uh, so this the, this game does a couple interesting things when it comes to his uh, no-kill code, mm-hmm. where instead of running people over, you'll, like, kind of um, shock them. You like kind of zap them. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, it is funny. Um, and you also have um, just uh, the eject button, where mm-hmm. you can kind of uh, eject into a glide. And so this part of the Batmobile, I think, is totally fine. Um, if you're going to introduce the Batmobile, it's a, it's a very important part of Batman. Um, it looks great in this one. And I think it integrates reasonably well with the open world gameplay. And yep. it gets you back into the... You can get in and out of it very quickly. And we haven't seen the Batmobile yet. You got to put it in. Yeah, right? only only very briefly in the first game. Right, And, sure. it, and it gets destroyed when it, you take out Bane with it. Yep. But um, what I don't like as much, and what I don't think you like as much... Oh, my God. ...is uh, it can convert into a tank. The Battle Tanks version? So um, you get a couple things at your disposal here. You have a... Uh, similarly kind of funny non-lethal uh, cannon for the infantry where you can just knock people over with it. It's a rubber bullet, I guess. Um, but when you're fighting like enemy tanks, uh, there is also a minigun, a tank shell, a missile launcher, an EMP, and uh, you can hack. And all, pretty much all the um, enemies you fight uh, in this mode are drones. Yeah, They're unmanned. Which I think is just like a little too convenient for Batman. Yeah, we're like, exactly. We're, oh, Batman doesn't kill, but don't worry. The tanks are unmanned. Right, so you can right. blow them up. It's a little, eh. All right. Um, so I what I do not mind about this is that it can also be remote controlled uh, for puzzle solving yep. or uh, fire support. Um, I like those moments where you're kind of using them, you know. Uh, in tandem, f- flipping back and forth. Yeah, you probably didn't experience this as much as I did, but they're used pretty well in like the Riddler puzzles, that yep. kind of thing. Um, I like it in that respect. I think that is the extent that it should have been in a non-driving capacity. Sure. Um, These it, tank sequences, dude. There's there's a lot of them. Come on. There, there is a... 
uh, and it's generally a, a commonly held belief yeah. that um, there was way too much emphasis on the Batmobile. And it's like, but also the tank combat never changes. Like, it, sure, you get one or two more enemy types, but you're sitting there waiting for right trigger to re to re reload right. so you can just shoot it again. Well, what's interesting, oh. too, is that I feel like, so I played a little bit of this to relieve you last night, and what I found interesting is that I felt like I enjoyed aspects of this game way more because I played it more like I did more of the side quests and stuff mm -hmm. you get more XP and you get better abilities and upgrades and so that battle like near the end was so much easier than it was sure. when we were doing it last night um, so that is something that can be said for the game um, and by design I did like this about it that buildings hit by uh, the Batmobile they kind of suffer like cosmetic damage and they just break away without mm -hmm. slowing you down. Because like if you are going to be impeded by a uh, collision at all, it would be impossible. It to would play. be, it would be impossible to play. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it would really like in terms of driving the, that mobile, it would be such a chore. Yeah. And, and I think what I want to say to our audience too is, you know, if you guys have, you know, followed the show for a long time, Vehicle sequences are not my thing. Sure. Um, driving and non-driving games, it's a hard sell for me. Sure. I'm like, I just don't love it. So I I like um I like it in games when it feels pretty um connected to yeah. like I like it in Halo when you can just hop into a warthog. Sure. I think what I mean is like uh, I think in the I think I kind of went through a series of emotions in the first two or three hours playing this game. Right. Because I I had never really played it before. And I was like, man, this intro is tonally so awesome, but oh my God, there's a GTA chase sequence. I don't know if I want to play this. Like, sure, I don't know if yeah. I can do this. Well, um, why don't you talk about the opening diner sequence? Do you want me to? Yeah, do you want to get that far? Please do. Yeah, Yeah, sure. So this game really grabbed my attention right off the bat where, um, you know, you're playing as uh, not Batman. You're playing as a police officer. Yeah. You walk in. I think it's Polly's Diner. Is right. that right? And so you, I, I, don't, I think you order the usual or yeah. something like, or no, but then you say, don't tell my wife I want pancakes and right, bacon right, right. or something like that. And then a civilian comes up to you and is like, hey, there's someone smoking in the corner. You want to tell them to stop? Yeah. Said, yeah, sure. Whatever. So, you know, you have to do it. You're in control. It's first person, too. You're yeah. in first person. And mode. You, can, very you, cool. can, you can kind of wander around and look at details on the diamond yeah, stuff a little very bit. Very cool. So you walk over to this person in the corner smoking and his bag is emitting some sort of gas. Yeah. And then gas goes off. And of course, you know, I, you know, uh, spoiler, I guess it's Scarecrow and, you know, and he's emitted some sort of fear gas or whatever. Right. And so you're almost in like a zombie movie scenario yes. where like uh, patrons are attacking each other and either like either like punching each other or killing each other. Mm -hmm. And you take your gun out in first person mode. And I chose not to fire my gun, but I think you can. You can. So basically what happens is you um, you run into this police officer later in the game and he will either be he'll either be sort of catatonic or if you wound up shooting what are actually civilians, he will be like devastated, like unable yeah. to live with himself. Kind of an interesting consequence to that kind of. Uh, no, I agree. Because they look like monsters. Yeah, and this locked me in for the game. And I said, okay, well, this game is very serious. Also, it was kind of spooky. Very I scary. Jeez. Oh, it's on okay. Halloween. There's a lot of decorations everywhere. Yeah, it's very cool. I like that a lot. Me too. Um, so in terms of the story, I find this a little stoppy starty. Like like a very. very kind of broken up, um, another kind of exacerbated open world thing. Um, many missions, I think, seem to deliberately derail you into 
uh, side quests. Like they're kind of setting up, oh, you can do the two-face bank robbery thing, you know? Yeah. Like it's a little branching. You know what this, this game didn't have? They didn't really have the go to this main hub and it's very extensive for this next part of the game. Or, you know, or go to um, the go to the uh, the steel mill and it's very long. Right. Or go to um, uh, the uh, the penguin section and it's a big puzzle. Right. This it's game kinda... had a lot of kind of go here, talk to this and leave. And it doesn't last very long. No, 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 no. It's like very go to, broken Go to the up. clock tower and talk to your friend Oracle. Yeah, you know, even like, like and... the blimp sections are very short. It's a lot of stop yeah, and start. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do like those little like dungeon moments because they're a little bit more cl- classic Arkham. Yeah, but they're they're very short. Not, it's very not as, brief. Not as long. Um, so that is an, an overall complaint, I guess I would say about this game. Um, in the beginning, you encounter this character, Arkham Knight. He's kind of like Metal Batman, I guess. Yep. Um, at the, Metal Gear uh, Revengeance Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at the, the Ace Chemicals, where, where Joker was transformed. Um, kind of cool. Uh, and you wind up, you have to stop a Scarecrow gas uh, leak, where they're, you know he's going to gas the city. And um, Batman is being exposed to this gas you have to uh, take out these canisters very slowly I believe yep and you get a jump scare from your old friend the Joker here and what did you think about this where he showed up oh it's so okay I should mention there's even an intro before the game starts that threw me oh where you you, you have to incinerate him? the Joker <laughs> so I, I literally sat there I forgot and, about I that. sat there and waited for something to happen right I was like doop 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 do. it's the beginning of the game yeah and it's prompting you to incinerate him I said oh this is wild yeah so they do a good setup here where, oh, I thought he like, was dead. Like, no, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead, dead. We burnt him up. And then when you're sort of, this fear gas is essentially what I what I understand is making Batman hallucinate that the Joker is here. Yeah. Or that. Uh, well, he's, and, he's torn up by his guilt. Yeah. Over him. So the, the, he's thinking about this is where he was created. He's lodged in my mind. Now. Sure. So and for other people like the police officer, this fear gas turns it, people look like monsters right. to him. It affects people differently. Yeah, sure. So um, this section where you're essentially as Batman, you're trying to stop the spread of the virus in this ch- or virus. Uh, it, <laughs> stop this, the spread. Stop the spread <laughs> of this gas in the city. Yeah. You're slowly taking out these canisters, but then Joker shows up. Right. I'm like. Is it actually Joker? Is it just kind of a fever dream? And yeah. You, you should continue. It's no, yeah. very cool. So yeah, uh, Mark Hamill returns uh, upset. It was a very uh, uh, closely guarded secret. And um, maybe like my favorite performance of his ever. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, uh, like as the Joker. Um, feels like more lines than he's had in the other games. Yeah. Even. Um, there are a lot of like Joker moments where he will just keep showing up as you're progressing through Like nobody can see him, but you, he almost does like a, like a Hellblade thing where he's almost narrating what like Batman is. Go- yeah. But he's almost narrating Batman's internal thoughts or because Joker isn't actually there. He's kind of, you know, sitting on walls or like he's in grates with you when you're crawling through. It's yeah, really and, and weird. And sort of mocking you and, and yeah. getting to your internal fears and, and doubts. Yes. And um, I thought that was ma- pretty much like the 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 thing that really stood out to this game was how good the character work in that sense well, was. Well, I think it's the best part of the game. Yeah, right, I think so. Um, something else that I, I keep uh, I I pitch this game to people as um, is something I've never seen. I don't think in a game before is that this also affects the open world where you will um, hallucinate 
uh, a Joker face or Batman and Joker in imagery or on statues yes. and billboards. I showed it to you last yes, night. Yes, yes. Like you will actually like hallucinate that an advertisement has Batman and Joker in it. Yeah. And when you turn around and look back, it's, it's normal. Not, and it's very Hellblade thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's he's just like little tiny things that it kind of um make it a little bit more it puts you in his shoes a little bit better. Sure. I yeah. like that a lot. It's not like a cutscene moment. It's awesome. Um, so a couple other things on the Joker front, I wanted to talk about the, the flashbacks that you occasionally get. There is, um, the scene where, uh, it's from the killing joke comic where he paralyzes, uh, Barbara, uh, Jim's daughter, who is a, a yeah. Oracle now. Yeah, she used yeah, to be yeah, Batgirl. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I, it's a very like affected, like, I mean, that scene is pretty notorious where it's like the, one of the most cruel things he's ever done. And, um, there's another scene where it shows how he is torturing and winds up beating to death uh jason todd who is one of the robins yep and um it's basically showing how how much he has put batman through over the years let me bring this up for our audience i didn't know there were multiple robins okay so that's that's another like thing that would surprise me yeah he was kind of like um like the middle child i guess that was lost sure so you had nightwing who was the first one then it was this guy and he has you have the guy who is robin in in the current game sure mm-hmm. um so that's that's pretty crazy um the joker blood pl- plot line from the previous game finally pays off here in kind of a stupid way <laughs> this is something where i'm like okay this game's a little silly where um the a, a select number of civilians who received his blood are now jokerizing it's uh it and including batman because he was infected by it yeah but i'm like so but he was cured you know in the, right. in the previous and, and one something i don't understand maybe you can clear up the quote-unquote other jokers that you've had imprisoned are they do they actually look like joker or, or is that an hallucination that is a hallucination well you know no, what i mean I, th- I think i think the they kind of look jokery. I think yeah. that's on purpose, but whenever it's actually the Joker, that's a hallucination. <clears throat> sure. Right? Okay. Um, so you have a couple of people. There's like a bodybuilder and like the, uh, the singer. He's great. Um, and who's the other one? There's the old guy. But yeah. The old guy who is, seems normal. Yep. There's and, the woman. Yes. And yep. um, it, it's kind of um, breaking down the Joker's, uh, character into splitting it into different traits, like the obsession with Batman, the woman who's like in love with him, yep, and then um, the the charismatic, the Johnny Charisma is his name, yeah, he's great, and um, the violent side of him with the bodybuilder guy, yep. right? And um, it, it pays off uh, reasonably well later. It's just stupid, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. It's I, silly, but it's cool, right? Exactly. Um, so Barbara winds up getting kidnapped and Gordon, uh, then goes on a tear cause he doesn't know that she helps Batman. And I didn't know, I didn't know Barbara was Batgirl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It's pretty, pretty A lot cool. of these are going to happen. <laughs> but, um, it, it's kind of an interesting character arc for her where she now is now like in the support role yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I, that bothered me though, is that you, uh, at one point see her seemingly commit suicide and it's it's done in a very kind of tasteful. Um, tasteful way as much as you can it's very like heavy duty and you what i think is crazy is you don't get to see gordon's reaction to that at all he's like off camera at the time yeah. like for a while well from what i remember from that scene sh- the fear gas enters her chamber yeah cuz essentially you're trying to your tr- barbara gets kidnapped you're trying to find her yeah, you yeah. end up finding her um, tear. Uh, I keep calling it tear gas. The, the fear gas comes into the chamber. She puts a gun to her head. But then, either 
fake Joker or re- I'm not really sure what happens walks in front of her as she pulls the trigger. Right. And yeah. d- like like points at it like a yeah. fake gun in his head, right? Sure, sure. Um so that was kind of a weird part, but uh the issue uh <laughs> I was going to bring up like I said it pays off in a stupid way, but Harley uh finds the fake Jokers and she winds up breaking them out and there's a kind of a funny little sequence where you have to uh, hunt them down yeah, in your own sort of base yeah it's, yeah it's like it's an old movie studio yes which yeah. is kind of an interesting location and um you got some fun stuff here the the thing that stands out the most to me is the the musical number that's uh, great mark hamill sings a song and um you have to kind of hide from the fake uh johnny charisma joker and you have to like take him down like by stealth it's, it's cool it's almost like uh do you remember the resident evil zero final boss where <laughs> someone has to distract the boss and someone has to open the windows yeah it's yeah, very similar you, it's between him and robin i believe yes yeah, so uh batman distracts johnny charisma by listening to the song and right. robin you play as robin and you have to go disarm a bunch of bombs while avoiding this this spinning little majora's mask mini game song yes like yeah that, very, that, me- very memorable fun yeah, yeah fun very sequence. very cool i'm trying to make that connection that's what it looked like to me yes um and another kind of they do a lot of fourth wall stuff in this game robin um uh attempts to imprison batman after um the old guy snaps is it henry adams yes yeah and he it winds up you think he's normal but he has been like pr- manipulating you yeah, and yeah that's yeah. like that's the manipulative side of Joker. Yep. And um, he sees that Batman is is sort of slowly turning himself and he winds up killing himself. Yep. He's like, oh, you're going to be perfect. It's <laughs> very creepy. But um, Robin attempts to, he's like, all right, Batman, get in, get in the box. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> but Robin tries to put Batman in a, in a prison cell. The cone of the barrel, your choice. Yeah, yeah, right. And, um, and it's kind of funny because you can walk in and uh, Joker will say, "You don't want to do that," and he'll rewind it and say, "That and, happened to me." Yeah, where I thought I had to, so I did. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, "Come on, Bat!" Like if you do it repeatedly, yep. he's like, "Come on, we we're not doing that." Yeah. And you can you wind up uh, putting Robin in the prison because um, you don't want him to find out that Barbara died because they're dating, and it's like it's very much like. I'm like, oh, man. So Batman is kind of like morally compromising at this. But he's like putting people in prison. He's putting his, yeah, his, his sure. friend in prison. Yep. And I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Where is it the Joker affecting his mind? He's the kind of misbehaving. Gas? But is yep. it is or is it, um, you know, is he doing it because he thinks it's it's important? Um, so I like that a lot. Uh, Scarecrow winds up stealing this chemical dispersal agent to uh, unleash his gas called the Cloudburst. From the uh, the airships, yep. and I like all the little physics puzzles here. I, it, was, it was a pretty cool segment where you have to kind of tilt them. You have to tilt the blimp. Yeah, back you control them that way. I liked that. It was something different, you know. Um, and uh, this is kind of where we checked in last night, where Gotham is covered in the poison gas. Any any um, um, Ego Draconis fans out there? Anybody played Divinity? You'll you'll know exactly what this is. It it uh it looks very cool. Yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. it's uh, essentially the city's covered in this layer of of fear gas. It it looks like almost like daytime. It's very bright. Um, and it's it's a totally different sort of skyline. Yeah, where you have to stay above the clouds of like orange deadly gas that's infecting the city. Um, there is a very kind of frustrating boss fight here with the tank. Where you have to like sneak up on it and um, hit it a couple times that we struggled with a little bit, oh, and yeah. uh, an even more frustrating part where you're in the tunnels and you have to run away. You from have to the, run from Propeller Man. The, <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So what did I compare this to? This is like the big drill that you have to run away from yeah, underground. Yeah, 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 like Resident yeah. Evil 4, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you can imagine like Propeller Man from Resident Evil 8 and you can imagine Ashley controlling the propeller thing from <laughs> Resident Evil 4, it's kind of like that. It's, it's very fresh. You have to drive away from it super fast and, and avoid these obstacles. Do you know what I just thought of? Are the, are, are the puzzle bosses in Arkham Knight only in the car? Are there no puzzle bosses outside of being in the Batmobile? It's, um, it's possible. In the main story, you may be right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of annoying. But um, you no, know, that, that is where uh, the Batmobile gets destroyed. And you were like, yeah! <laughs> uh, and, you, and you knew it was coming back. I said, oh, thank God. It's so funny. Um, and uh, Poison Ivy, I forgot, figures prominently in this game where she, uh, she has a little redemption arc mm-hmm. where she uh, filters out the toxin with the giant plants. Um, and at this point, you're kind of getting into the end game. And so the Arkham Knight here is revealed to be uh, Jason Todd, who survived uh, the second Robin. And a lot of people had a problem with this because they marketed it as a original uh, villain. But this is actually kind of a rehash of a story called Red Hood or Under the Red Hood, I mm-hmm. believe. And it's it's pretty much beat for beat. Not like all the malicious stuff and everything. Yeah. But like uh, him coming back after he thought he was dead and wearing that red. That's when he takes off that mask. It turns into the red thing. That's I did. I didn't is. mind this. No, I I don't know. I mean, so this is another thing where you were you were surprised by it. Yes, that's. It. I get the bonus of not knowing who any of these people are. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's a good twist ultimately, mm-hmm. but um, it's just that it's been done before, so people had a problem with it. Um, Which wouldn't affect me. Exactly. Yep, exactly. Yep, yep. Kind of interesting. Um, the Arkham connection there is a little thin because I remember they start out like, find find the Arkham City patients, find the Arkham Asylum patients. And it winds up being that the connection is sort of to throw him off. Yep. And that Robin was, um, he was being tortured in the basement of Arkham Asylum for like a year. And that's like kind of where it came from, yep. I guess. But um, it's kind of thin as far as I'm concerned. Um, you rescue uh, Oracle here. It turns out she's alive. Uh, it was just a fear gas trick. And um, Gordon and the uh, new Robin are kidnapped at this point, And you kind of are uh, forced to surrender your gadgets to Scarecrow. And uh, he's like, get in the back of the van or whatever. And he's going to take you to an undisclosed location. And there's like kind of an interesting like fake out here where you think it crashes. Yes. And um, you you wind up wandering around um, Crime Alley again, mm-hmm. and you get mobbed by Jokers. Yeah. It's like all Jokers. It's like a very Matrixy. Yeah, like yeah. the Agent Smith uh, clone yeah. fight or whatever. Um, and what winds up happening is Batman. It's sort of like an internal struggle where you're seeing him break down a little bit where his uh, his KOs are getting more and more brutal. Yeah. Like doing like backbreakers and stuff. Yep. And what winds up happening is you you have to break his neck. Yep. And um, this is one of those situations where you're like, what happens if I do nothing? And I said nothing. I tried. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if it would have been better or worse, but it's it's kind of interesting either way. Um, but it's essentially like, like he is, Batman is sort of losing his grip on his morality, his mm-hmm. sanity at this yep. point. Um, and what winds up happening is you get brought back to Arkham Asylum. So you have a little full circle moment here. Um, Scarecrow winds up uh, revealing his true identity to the world, with, which I don't think I've ever seen before in any, any mm-hmm. Batman story. So that was kind of interesting how that's going to like, you know, ripple into the, like, oh, shit, that's a pretty high stakes thing. 
And what winds up happening here is kind of interesting where he injects you directly with fear toxin and you have a very strange sequence where um, it seems like Joker is going to control his mind mm -hmm. and you see like his plans for Gotham and there's a weird like um, like third person shooter and then first person shooter. Yeah, there's second. like an FPS Joker moment. Yeah, it's and really it's, it's kind of funny because it's like, I don't know, were they saying something with that? Like like if Batman uh, was was a lesser character, he would descend into kind of a, a more mindless Maybe. Uh, gaming experience. Yeah. yeah. So uh, kind of funny. You, you kind of shoot down like the other villains and stuff and you're flipping back and forth. Gordon's like, what are you doing? Like, like mm -hmm. please stop. And um, there's a really cool uh, little part where you see uh, it looks like Joker's funeral. You're like in a, in a tomb. Yeah. And um, you see these newspapers that says Joker dies. Gotham doesn't care. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> So he's, he's afraid of being forgotten. That's like his fear. Yeah. So you're getting you're tapping into that. Yeah. Joker's and, fears. And um, there's another one that says uh, Riddler and Harley Quinn expecting first baby. Uh, it's, it's so funny. Very cute. But you wind up being um, you find this Batman statue that you can shoot apart. And it's another one of those uh, camera tricks where every, every time you turn around, there's another one. Yep. And you gradually sort of wind up being surrounded by them. And he jumps out at one at you. It's very cool. And um, what winds up happening is you have to like wrestle him. It's, it's sort of an ironic final boss where you have to wrestle him into this metaphorical prison. Yep. Uh, that looks like the Tower of Latria. Yep. Um, from Demon Souls. So that is like pretty much the end. And... Um, uh, Scarecrow is injected with his own uh, toxin here, and he's he's taken away in the paddy wagon. Yep. And um, I think it's 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 fascinating to me because there is so much more to this game that you haven't seen because I 100%ed it. So there's all these other side quests, mm -hmm. and this is kind of getting back into that criticism of Arkham City, where these are not as like. You, this stuff is is missable, but I feel like it adds so much necessary stuff to the experience. Yeah, where yeah. I wish they were kind of baked in. Yeah, a bit for more. sure. Where it's kind of the same issue, right? Where there's a lot of cool stuff. Like I experienced um Two Face and uh, and Fire it was Firefly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I experienced them a little bit, but you have to go on these on these distractions to experience it, and it feels sloggy. Yeah, where I wish they were baked in. Right. Exactly. So I wanted to quickly rhyme off uh, some of the optional content in this one before we get to the end. Mm -hmm. um, there is so I I wound up with um, the game of the year edition or whatever. So yep. I played all this shit. Um, there's a flashback uh, episode where you play as Batgirl. Yep. And um, you you uh, go against Joker in his prime. I'm like this should have been Origins. You right, should have had a right. Batgirl game instead. Right. You know, can't go back now. Um, so that yeah, exactly. But you do get a little bit of a, a flash forward where you um you can play as Robin, Nightwing, Catwoman and eventually Red Hood. So and this is kind of a remarkable one because he uses guns. Huh. And I'm like, dude, this this fucking slaps. Yeah, like right? it's like you know, like Arkham Combat with like handguns is really so cool. So Devil May Cry. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, it's it's a little bit like tighter like sure. in that sense yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of part of the experience. But you get some character resolutions. Um you speaking of like all the side quest stuff, we didn't mention uh the GCPD base is like kind of like a fun little home base where you um you can interact with the villains that you've captured, captured. yeah 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 and you can keep track of your progress you kind of slowly add um more people to the prison here and um so i'm gonna just rhyme off like the ones that you can get 
uh, in here. The militia uh, uh, subplots. Uh, I found most of these like pretty fun in terms of that it's it's no bullshit. It's just like the Arkham gameplay. There's mm -hmm. a lot of just sort of, you know, um, these sort of objectives. And it culminates somewhat disappointingly where you fight a character called Deathstroke. Mm -hmm. And he was in Arkham Origins as a, a, a significant character. He's kind of a superhero assassin. Mm -hmm. But you, what they wind up doing here, instead of having a fist fight with him, which is what you, you did in that game, is there's another tank battle. Oh. And it's like, it's like, dude, come, oh, come on. on. <laughs> I don't know if they ran out of time or whatever. Yeah. But, um, there's the fireman uh, rescue thing, which I believe you did a little bit of. Yep. Yep. So how this, uh, how this turns out is you're rescuing firemen. And what happens is the chief um, was helping start the fires, like working with Firefly to keep his men employed. And what winds up happening is that he gets thrown in with the other supervillains. I'm like, this guy, all right, that's pretty bad, but he doesn't deserve this. Come on. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. Uh, you mentioned Firefly. Um, I kind of like these where you're chasing after him. Mm -hmm. you're, uh, he's he's uh, spreading fires behind you. He has a jetpack. You have to chase after him. Um, of course, we have a Riddler uh, situation here. Skip. <laughs> yeah, slightly more manageable than last time. Uh, where collecting trophies and solving riddles gives you keys to unlock uh, Catwoman's like bomb collar, I guess. Yeah. Got, it's like kind of like a cat collar. It's cute. Um, but you fight some robots here, and uh, you wind up uh, beating the shit out of him finally because <laughs> he's giving you so much trouble. <laughs> so, um, and I didn't mention there's there's uh, a Riddler informant I showed you at the GCPD. There's one one cop. He's funny. He's working for him. And um, you can throw him in jail because obviously Batman knows somehow. He's like, but Batman, I didn't do anything wrong. And he goes, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> One of the funniest lines. So, and then you get some clues off of him. It's pretty yeah. funny. Um, hey, you mentioned Two-Face with the bank robberies, Penguin, um, just kind of some, some weapons, cash stuff, like some of these co-op stuff yep. uh, with Nightwing and all that. Um, wanted to mention uh, the hush thing with the face. Uh, from the, the previous game that I mentioned where he's creating Bruce Wayne's face. I encountered the, this. You did it? You With uh, with Lucius Fox, it's, right? It's not even like a side quest. It's just kind of like putting a bow on the end of that story. Yeah, like where you... That was awesome. That was also re that was really surprising. Right. Where it, I, I thought it was like a, a fear gas thing. Yeah. But no, it's... it's um Is it Clayface or whatever? Hush is Hush. the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what's interesting is so this... Uh, does have a factor on whether or not you've been the, beat the main story because you have a guy who looks exactly like Bruce Wayne and he knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. So at the after the main story, this doesn't matter. So he, so, uh, he says, doesn't matter anymore, Lucius. Like, everybody knows. And if you do it before that, he's like, just lock him in the basement. We'll figure it out later. <laughs> That's really awesome. funny. But... Um, yeah, the, did you do the mission with uh, the Deacon? No. So this is the, the reporter that's in the police station. Oh, Jack Ryder? Yes, he gets kidnapped by this cult, and they're on that you know that big statue in the middle of yep. the, the, the harbor? You wind up going there, and it's like this big sort of um, mass fight where you have to fight all of them to rescue this guy. And it's just kind of like an interesting, like, oh, okay, like he's a, a very minor villain, mm -hmm. but it's kind of cool that you have that there. Um, you have a uh, Rachel Ghoul uh, final appearance where he is now dying, and you have to choose between um, saving him and helping uh, Talia's sister, 
which is kind of interesting. And I, I chose to like save him just to see what happens. And he winds up killing her. I'm like, oh, shit. Oops. <laughs> <He's> an, oops. <laughs> um, you get some closure with Mr. Freeze. Uh, unfortunately, his his wife's like hyperbaric chamber like breaks and they have like a very sweet kind of um, yeah. moment where she's like the last few hours of her life or whatever. Um, the Mad Hatter comes back at one point um, and I was like, how are they going to top the last? Because the last time was really trippy and they do something really interesting where you wind up having to play through a gigantic like storybook where it's like, you know, it's showing Arkham yeah. Asylum, Arkham mm-hmm. City. And uh, I thought like that a lot. Um, something else that is very unique is the man bat. Do you want to oh, talk about yeah, your I experience this. with this? So this, the, what I said to you in a messenger chat was this, Arkham Knight spooked me a couple of times. Yeah. Where the way, I don't know if this is, this happens every time, but the way I encountered Man Bat was I was gliding around buildings. And when I went to pull myself up on a rooftop, he was just in my face. Yes. I was like, eh. Very scary stuff. It's very spooky. Joker does that to you at 1.2. Yes. Um, So very cool where you have to, this guy becomes this Man Bat and you have to sort of come up with a cure and then you have to track him down because he's flying around and inject him with it in, in midair yeah pretty cool i, I like this little it's very short yeah but it's, i like it. um it's you cool. get some xp from all these too which is yep. another another bonus to doing them um he's a pretty funny character like you have yep. batman and man bat that's it's just very ridiculous um another character we mentioned asriel what yep. winds up happening with him in this game he wants to be your successor. Yes. So you have to play as him and like prove yourself to Batman essentially. Mm-hmm. And what winds up happening is he realizes Batman realizes that this guy has been um, brainwashed mm. and he has like he's being controlled by this cult to replace Batman and like take control of the city and stuff. So what winds up happening is you can either choose to attack Batman or not. Mm. And um, you kind of hear this like chanting in the background, like motivating him to do it. And what happens is if you attack Batman, um, he will be uh, Batman will obviously he'll know you're coming and just hit you and and throw you in jail. But if you don't, um, he winds up breaking his sword and, he, and apologizing to Batman. He says, I'm, I'm going to help you. Like, wow, I'm gonna that's do awesome. my part. And I'm like, oh, I love that. I love that. There's a little uh, option for this. This subplot, you know? Sure. Um. Uh, Killer Croc has a a, uh, a final appearance here. He is in a crashed prison blimp, which is really cool because you have kind of a water level, which is which doesn't suck somehow. Mm-hmm. And you wind up having like he's he's grown so much over the course because he, he's different every time you see him, and he's grown so much that he's almost like a Godzilla figure. You have <laughs> to have like a, so that is one like yeah. in person boss fight that I like that is a side content thing, yep. you know. Um, and lastly, I'm like hesitant to almost even because I really want you to experience it yourself. There's a very odd villain in this game called Professor Pig. And he is like, so you find you find these these bodies strung up everywhere. You, and, uh, yeah, I did hear, most of them. You, the opera in the yep, background. Yep, yep. But you didn't finish this part, yep, right? I did most of them. If, if you ever go back to it, you really need to see how this pays off because it is like. All I'll say is that is one of the most disgusting things I've seen in a video game. (laughs) It's very just something about it, like just knots your stomach a little bit. He's very like creepy. Uh, I definitely recommend playing that one. Um, But yeah, so once you finish all this stuff, uh, you get the the true ending, which is the, the Nightfall protocol where they essentially just blow up Wayne Manor and pretend that Bruce Wayne and Alfred die because ah. they're, they're just like faking their death because yep. the secret's out. Right, sure. And you get a very, very strange um, final scene. I don't know if you looked it up yet yep. where um, 
if you'd wonder percent it, you see kind of uh, thugs about to harass a family, very similar to Bruce's upbringing. And what winds up happening is this very, it's completely unexplained where a, a sort of ghostly figure appears on a rooftop and it winds up like spreading these enormous bat wings and flying down at them in like this burst of smoke and fire. And I don't know if it's like, so is he using like the the scarecrow gas now? Is that what they're implying? Oh, or is maybe. It, or is it something? It's left open ended. Okay. Is basically, what okay. I'm saying. They're 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 taking advantage of the fear gas for good use. Or I something. guess. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's kind of an interesting, um, uh, more abstract ending than I expected. Yeah. Um. So I, I guess I I think it's time to get into this. Has been a uh, very intense, very exhaustive, thorough uh, retrospective here on this series. Getting into final thoughts overall. Um, the strengths of this particular title, I think, are its fluidity, scale, and character work. Mm-hmm. Um, I would describe this uh, overall as one of AAA games' uh, great trilogies, uh, considering especially how very meh I feel about the last decade. Like yeah. you had Arkham uh, City and Night came out the past decade. Those are some pretty robust titles, I think. Yeah, sure. Despite their shortcomings, you know, despite um, maybe not being as tight as Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't describe any particular title, as I mentioned, as the definitive Batman experience. And unlike we mentioned, we're going to have a Dead Space episode coming out at some point. This feels to me more like a cohesive story, a beginning, middle yeah, and end than, than that trilogy does. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say a few words? Yeah, sure. Of course. Um, so Arkham Trilogy for me. So like I said in the beginning, um, I came into these games having very little knowledge on the universe. So every plot point or every villain reveal to me is all new. I don't know who anyone is or who what their convictions are or why. Right. It actually, it, to me, it mostly came to my benefit where there may be fans who are very into the comics, very into the animated series, who knew what all these people are. They get it. Right. Maybe they're very critical of the motivations because they know it already. Right. To me, everything is new. Yeah. So when I had to do the section where there's a fake Bruce Wayne, I said, who is this? I don't know. I don't know what this is at all. So it's very surprising. Um, And so if I'm thinking about the series as a whole, number one, like the the free flowing combat system has influenced games forever because it's still in place. Mm -hmm. Um, Arkham Asylum is incredibly tight and focused. Mm -hmm. And you did that very cool combination of stealth and combat together. It's almost like Arkham Asylum just took, took uh, you know how Splinter Cell has become shitty? They took like shitty Splinter Cell and made it good in a sure. Batman universe. And you get your puzzles too. Right, of course. it's a, they, they do what, stuff that I love where you get the combination of really stealth, combat, and puzzle solving. Things, things yeah. that are, I like, all things I like about games where you're, you know, it rewards using your head. Yeah, of bit, course. You know? It respects your intellect as well. As it gets better as it as I mean, it gets more heady as it goes along. Sure. I, guess. I think the flaws in Batman, there are some open world pitfalls yeah, with City. Sure. I don't like vehicle sequences and driving sequences. So those parts of night I kind of roll my eyes. Sure. I, I want to get out of the Batmobile. I don't yeah. want to do it. Would you maybe give that one like a B minus? We oh, we're talking grades for yeah, Arkham yeah, yeah. Knight? You know what's so hard? I think tonally, Arkham Knight was so cool yeah. and it was so serious that um, it, it, that appeals to me. Sure, like you know, I feel like I, I maybe I'm a sucker for that kind of thing. I want yep. a game to be very serious. Mm-hmm. When you have like the uh, the fever dream jokers and the fear gas and the opening sequence and the, this game spooked me a few times. Yeah, I want to. It's almost one of these games where I hesitate to say I didn't like playing it, but I really like. I enjoyed the experience. It teeters there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? 
I might do put these Batmans in descending order, where it's yeah. it's, it's B plus B and B minus. Okay, kind of. And because I, I, I I, so. I'm going to have a very boring answer here, but this is the season of eights. This yeah. is this is another. Um, so it's kind of in line with maybe like a uh, these these uh, later two games, maybe lower eights. Uh, Arkham Asylum, a higher eight. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to revise my my review. I go with grades. Yeah, but um, no, I I mean, so these are all. I think these are all great games. I think um, if you haven't played them, I mean, we we pretty much just told you everything about them. But I I still think uh, they're worth playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I would actually recommend to if you don't know anything about superheroes, you should play them because you'd actually get more out of it. You don't need to know to be a Batman expert. Yeah, sure. Um, lastly, uh, I wanted to mention that there is a game coming out this year by the Origins team called Gotham Knights. Oh boy, I don't like the look of it at all. <laughs> um, it looks very much like that uh, Avengers game that Square uh, oh, put boy. out with like the leveling up Ouch. and whatnot and yep. the microtransactions and all that. But Rocksteady is currently uh, working on a Suicide Squad game. Okay. So, I mean, maybe I'll give it a shot. I, I kind of wish they would do something that's like non-IP just to see what it's like. Mm-hmm. After they, I mean, they've really polished their, you know, kind of game uh, output. Uh, mm-hmm. over time i'd like to see those lessons applied to something original maybe yep but uh i'll give it a shot when it comes yeah, sure. out any other thoughts or uh no i think um so i i think we're um this has been long i think we're running on two hours here so thank you guys for uh listening through this we definitely recommend these games um and we'll catch you guys next time on goddamn gamecube thank you very much